Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Yo. Yo, yo. What's up, Gypsy gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And my guest today is former NRL legend, Chris Walker. Uh, I met Chris... We worked it out on the podcast, but I think it was maybe about, I guess it was about February last year, March last year. Um, guy I always grew up watching, obviously, um, as a Queenslander, uh, Queensland supporter of football. Um, but yeah, just got to know Chris as a mate. Uh, he actually uh, has co-hosted on Jono Smoko podcast uh, a bunch of times. So got to know Chris really well, um, and it's been really cool to sort of watch um, his last kind of 12 to 18 months, uh, and the things that he's kind of been working on, um, in his life. He just finished walking from Cairns to the Gold Coast, um, to raise money, uh, for charity. Uh, so we talk a lot about, about that. Uh, but we also talk a lot about the, uh, the pandemic. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just kind of wanted to offer a bit of an official position of mine. Um, because unfortunately the podcast is a first draft, essentially. Um, the guest comes in, I never have a plan. I never have questions. Um, most people would know that by now, but we just sit down and we get into what we get into. Um, we got into COVID. Um, obviously there is a lot going on with that right now. This was before the three day lockdown in Brisbane. So we did this last Thursday or Friday, I think. Um, so keep in mind that this is kind of before all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally a first draft. Like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know what my responses are going to be. Um, a lot of times I'm thinking of opinions on the go. Uh, and there is a lot of stuff that I guess can, uh, come across, I guess, maybe hypocritical, um, at times, uh, and quite contradictory in some ways. Uh, so I fully understand that. Um, so as the listener that is listening to the first draft, you could sit there with a highlighter and you could highlight mistakes, um, that I made. So just know that I put all of these out, um, accepting in myself that I don't edit these things. Um, and that so much of what we talk about is not stuff that I plan. Um, so my official position on this whole pandemic is... I don't know. I just don't know. I don't even know how I would know. 
Um, I don't know how you would even go about getting the right information. Um, yeah, I mean, you can. All, all we can do uh, is do our best. Um, I do know that for probably the first hour of this podcast, it is two guys um, that are speaking out of frustration um, over a pretty kind of gnarly deal. Um, me personally, on a personal level, um, I've been massively affected by this pandemic. Um, everybody has. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I've chosen to never speak about and it's probably stuff that I won't speak about um, because it's my shit um, and I'm not the only one that is going through a lot in this uh, pandemic and I don't personally feel the need to, I guess, put my shit out there to as many people um, as listen to this podcast. And as well as that, I'm not the most affected person either. Um, I had one message after I just briefly mentioned um, the pandemic in the last podcast saying that I was speaking out of privilege and I mean I could get into why I just don't even think that privilege is a real thing Um, but look I will say that I speak out of personal bias and it's a personal bias that I cannot avoid mainly because I only have the ability to be this person. so yeah, I, I understand there uh, are some contradictions on my end uh, and throughout the podcast uh, that kind of becomes apparent in some ways, uh, which I also realize I've chosen to not have a TV. I've chosen to not watch the news. Um, so I guess I have to wear, um, I guess, the consequences of that um, because I'm sort of talking about something that I'm really not that uh, educated on, but it's kind of my belief that there's no real way to be educated on this. I, I mean, if you turn, I personally believe that if you turn on the TV and you look at channel seven and you hear what Tracy Grimshaw says or any of that, like I, that's not enough for me. So, yep, I'm not watching TV. I'm not watching the news. Um, but I don't personally believe that I have any less information um, in terms of real information because I just don't know that it's possible to know real information. So much is changing. So much gets uh, contradicted uh, in the news. You hear one thing, then you hear another thing. It's just, I'm out. I'm kind of out on the whole thing. Uh, Also, there is a point in this podcast where I bring up a meme. Oh, like I guess it is a meme. I shared um, shared a tweet and I was talking about bots, I then found out that that was also fake. So, I mean, this just kind of goes to show how hard it is and how hard you would have to work to have, quote-unquote, the correct um, information. Um, yeah, so I guess uh understand that I've made a choice to not follow the news, um, to not watch TV, and that comes with its own form of hypocrisy uh, on my end. But I have decided to speak on this whole thing as little as I possibly can. Um, And I don't want to add to the already, I guess, overwhelming amount of information uh, and misinformation that is already out there. Um, Instead, over the past 18 months, I've really chose to focus on cleaning my own room, um, so to speak. Uh, And I realized that when I change the world changes too. So I'm just doing my best uh, to change uh, in a positive way 
and I hope that that helps. At the end of the day, uh, I'm just really trying to do my best um, in my personal life. I'm trying to do the best um, in my professional life with this podcast. And I think that that really is the theme of this podcast in general um, is just kind of this is two dudes that are trying to do their best in a really weird and tough situation. Um, when I met Chris, um, and he admits this on the podcast, like, I don't think he was in the best headspace of, of his life. Um, and in the time that I've known him, he's done a bunch of these insanely, um, crazy challenges. Um, he's raised a lot of money for charity, particular mental health. Um, so here's a guy that's sitting across from me that is also just trying to do his best, uh, with what he's got. So, um, that's my disclaimer for the start of this podcast. To be fair, if I could go back, I probably just wouldn't even talk about it at all. Um, but not fair on Chris to um, cut out like an hour of the podcast, essentially, just because I don't feel good about um, speaking on something. So it is what it is. Um, I appreciate everybody for listening. If I'm wrong about shit, I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm just doing my best. Um, in closing to... I just, I think that A, do your best and B, just act out of love constantly. Um, Act out of love for yourself. um, Act out of love towards other people, um, whether they're people that are close to you, whether they're um, strangers to you. Um, And I think that if you can constantly try to come from a place of love, um, even if you make mistakes, yeah, I think that's really kind of all that you can do. So, um, all right, I'll get into the ads. I just wanted to say that because, yeah, I ain't out here trying to fucking be a crusader for this shit. Um, I'm frustrated. Chris is frustrated. I think we're all pretty frustrated at this point. Um, I've expressed this a little bit uh, in some stories and things like that, but I think one of the biggest things that I'm most frustrated about in this situation is just a clear lack of leadership in our country. Um, we, I've traveled everywhere. We have a fucking amazing country. We also don't have that many people in our country. Uh, 20 plus million, around the same size as LA. Um, so you... Uh, like with, we have a leadership group that doesn't seem to be able to unite a nation that only has as many people as greater Los Angeles. Um, so a lot of my frustration, I think just comes from just this clear lack of, of leadership. Um, and I've been lucky in my life to, to be around, um, real leadership and I know what it looks like I know what it feels like and if you study history in any way shape or form um, you will see that the the most powerful things for better or for worse um, that have happened throughout human history um, really comes as a result of of strong leadership Um, and I think that in modern times this is the thing this is one of our greatest issues that we've ever had to face. And I, I know for me, at least personally, sitting where I sit, I just don't feel any real leadership. Um, and I think that that's probably the biggest 
problem that I have with this whole situation. It's my biggest frustration. Um, I just wish we had some real leadership and a real direction. Um, it just feels so different state by state. Uh, the closure of borders just like I get it. Um, but I think that, yeah, there's just some real weird divisions that are taking place, um, in a country that has been so undivided, uh, for so long. We don't have the crazy bipartisan, um, political landscape that, um, you know, countries like America have, um, we don't have a dictatorship like, uh, Russia has, we don't have communism like China has like we've got such a great foundation um in this country and again just not that many people to deal with uh so I think that's probably my biggest source of frustration um in this whole thing so I guess my remedy to that I said it on social media is take up the take up the challenge to be a leader yourself um be the leader in your own life be the leader of your family, um, be the leader of, you know, your friendship group, uh, and do what you can, um, to help people through this, uh, through this situation. So, um, yeah, but I'm over it. We're brought to you today by the guys at Boost Mobile. You can head to boost.com.a you uh, to join Australia's best prepaid service provider. They've just signed a long-term and unprecedented deal with Telstra uh, that guarantees that you will be getting the best speeds and service that is possible in this great nation of ours. Uh, We're also brought to you by the guys at Dixon Flannel. You can head to dixonquality.com.au. Those guys have just released the Australian uh, what would you say? The Australian, it's like an Australian exclusive. It's called the Ned. Uh, it's based on one of Australia's most iconic figures, Ned Kelly. Uh, and it is available now at dixonquality.com.au. You can use the code Gypsy Gang to get yourself 15% off. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handwear. You can head to fisthandwear.com.au. Rival Ink Design Co. Rival Ink Design Co.com. Uh, yeah, rivalinkdesignco.com. Uh, and the code GYPSYGANG is going to get you 15% off there as well. Uh, also, if you are in the market for a new or used car, head to Crick's Tweed. Look absolutely no further. Uh, crickstweed.com.au. Uh, drop him a line. Ask for Kyle. He is the main man there. Um, and I think that's it. Subscribe on YouTube. Chuck some likes, chuck some comments, DM me on Instagram, as long as it's not related about some fucking dumb shit that I said in this podcast that I've already apologized for. Um, I'll keep doing my best. You do your best. Love you all. Appreciate it. From the gang, and then, mate, I was laying in bed that night. I said to Courtney, I said to my missus, I said, oh, f- something's happened to you. I'm gonna go. You would have felt like you ruined your brain. It did, and then I and then I took off. I said, Courtney, because it was down Byron. I said, Court, that's it. I'm going straight to the hospital. This is like one thirty in the morning. Yeah. She thought that I was just playing it up. Yeah. And then I went in and saw them. They gave me a shitload of um, painkillers, and I was like, this is not happening. Went back to our campsite because we were just staying at Byron Bay campsite. Yeah. Just laying in the camper trailer. I was like, Nah, Court, this is no good. And then went and got some scans, and they it snapped. 
Oh. Like fucking snapped her and just sits over there on one side now. Fuck. I know. That sounds like torture. It's torture. It was torture. It felt like, it felt, dead set felt like my head was going to fall off. You know, uh, you know what I did? My, I had like a footy injury from when I was like playing juniors. I it was off a kickoff and I I ran and I tackled it. I got to the dude first and then one of the other boys come and was like kind of second on the tackle. Yep. So I'd had both my hands behind his kneecaps and then I'd get like pushing and pulling and then old mate come in behind me. It lifted him off his feet and then I had old mate's weight landed on my back and his knee on my sternum, sternum. and I fucking snapped like oh. cracked my sternum. And man, nothing worse. Oh, dude, I was maybe fourteen or something like that. Yeah. And dude, I remember laying in bed, fucked, and yep. like so we didn't go to the hospital for it. Like, because I, th- I thought that it was my back. Like, I thought I'd hurt my back. Yep. So like, anyway, I didn't go to hospital. Went home, and I was just in so much pain, like excruciating pain. And then the next day, mum takes me to the chiropractor. <laughs> so I've got this fucking <laughs> chiropractor, like. <laughs> And then, anyway, I was just like, I, I was like, mate, we got to like stop, we can't yeah. do it. Got me on the x ray machine at the chiropractor, and he's like, dude, you've fucking broken your sternum. And here he is trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah, fully trying to, trying to, trying to like click my in. back, dude. It was the gnarliest pain I've ever felt in my life. I've, I've, I've cracked, I've cracked my one of my ribs playing, yeah, and I've done my uh, rib cartilage before, yeah. I'd rather crack five ribs than do one kip rib cartilage, Cause yeah, because what happens, it just keeps on popping, popping out. in and out, in and so out. So you like, you're laying in bed, you get up, pops out, yeah, you go to the toilet, you're doing a shit, yeah, pops out, yeah, you sneeze. He pops oh, out. He how's coughs? it when you do the sneeze? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like try, trying to manipulate your sneeze. And you're cursing yourself. You're going, this is going to hurt. This oh, is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. Nothing worse. Absolutely nothing worse. I, I, did my, I did my first rib cartilage when I was playing against Penrith. And I was like, holy shit. Like um, Luke, uh, Luke Prittis, he's landed down on me. I just felt... And it sort of just still sits out now to, to the yeah, day. Yeah, some of it, they never go all and the way it, it back. It never goes back no. in. And I could I could feel the rib pop out and then the two ribs that crushed it just hit hit together. And I was like, nah. I just went like that, waved to the, waved to the, to the trainer and said, I'm out, no more. <laughs> get me get, off. Get me off. Uh, oh, so, all right, that's a good lead in. You've got that version of pain, which is pretty fucking acute. What was the pain that you experienced over 70 days of walking from Cairns to the Gold Coast? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a it was a rewarding pain. Um, yeah, okay. if, if there is such thing as a a rewarding pain, um, I think the hardest I've said it before. The hardest part of my day was the first two minutes I woke up. Mm. That was that was the hardest part mentally. Yeah, because I had to just voices voices in my head. It was the alarm goes off, or sometimes yeah, you know, my, my body and my body clock just it got into it got it just got into that rhythm of. Yeah. Okay. I've got a job to do. I've got a mission to complete. I've got yeah. to do it. I've got to get it done. It's got to be. You know, no one else is going to do this. Everyone like. There's a lot of people relying yeah, on me. Yeah. You can't back out. You can't back out. There's no such thing as backing out. There's. It's it's like with anything you do. If you're pot committed or you're committed to doing something, and there's a lot of people relying on you to do something. And, you know, I, I took back to my rugby league days when you know when we we're training really really hard during the pre-season training and mm. you know things were very very uncomfortable um you just had a job to do and you know the guys that were in my support team um yeah my dad was one of them he drove with the car yeah you know um nate moles he, he walked with me the first 12ks but it, it it's it's a different pain it's a you've got these guys nate moles dad drove the back car oh, and, sick. and then will yeah, van yeah. austin young adam varitaris they all you know drove the cars and were a part of my support team but yeah, when you, you know, when you when you're doing something, 
walking from Cairns to the Gold Coast and taking 71 days to do it. I was supposed to take 68, but we got locked down when we come through Brisbane, But uh, yeah. which was a bit of a pain in the ass because... Um, yeah, you just you just had to, I just I was so close to home. Yeah, and then Palaszczuk locks the oh, locks the state down. Fucking torture! Oh, it's torture, and it's it's weird because you come from these little regional areas through Cairns all the way down to say Gympie. Yeah, and there was not one conversation that we talked about COVID with the locals. There was yeah. no, there was no talk about COVID. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. I mean, I copped a bit of shit the other day on the podcast because I just said, like, if it wasn't for Instagram and the media and then conversations with people about something they saw on the media or Instagram, like, if you remove those variables, where the fuck is COVID? It's nowhere. That's what, yeah. And I'm, and I've been around a lot of different places. Literally, I know, I know people overseas that have got it. Yep. And I've kind of heard some stories of like people that I don't really know that have got it. But like, other than that, and then, and then someone was like, oh, well, that's probably because they do do the lockdowns and they do. I'm talking in a dick no, voice. The yeah. guy wasn't being a dick to me actually no. at all. But, but he was just saying like, oh, you know, maybe you aren't seeing COVID because of the lockdowns and because of this and that. And it's like, well, we've done what's this five in Melbourne. They're not working. Nowhere else in the world is doing them. Because it's not really, like, it's like, uh, yeah, maybe we, we're not really, not really seeing it. Maybe, you know, it's yep. for whatever reason, but it's like, okay, well, they're, they're over and over and over not working. And and that's the thing, like we, you know, the guys, we didn't watch TV. So mm. because we're on the road so long and so often, so much, um, you know, and we're staying, you know, we're staying in pubs, we're staying at uh, caravan parks, yeah. we're staying in hotels, wherever people could put us up. Like the first... The first 10 days we had you know, allocated um, places to stay but after that it just become people would just reach out and you could stay look yeah. the amount of times we stayed at like had dinner at people's houses that we didn't even know Fuck, um, that's cool it's cool it's cool as shit yeah. like i reckon that happened you know in 71 days it probably happened about 15 times where we actually got invited to I people's houses yeah. to have dinner with their family it, it was mad it was awesome and that's the thing is, it was not like we sat at the back of their place and had a barbecue or they put a roast on or what do they need to put on for us dinner. We'd never sat around the TV and went, oh, okay, let's turn on channel 9, 7, 10, um, whatever news has got on. We didn't see the first 10. Yeah, you know, we didn't watch the news, so we didn't see yeah. the first 10 stories. Yeah, now yeah. that I'm home, that I happened to walk past and we're, you know, we're watching the morning shows and every fucking story is about COVID and how bad life is. Yeah. It... It was so refreshing, so refreshing to walk through, to walk these areas, not watch the news, not watch any news. And I'm talking any news. And to walk through these regional areas and regional towns and not one conversation about how bad life is about because of COVID. I remember we walked all the way down to down to uh, Townsville. Mm. Um, yeah, we walked into the Broncos-Cowboys game. And after... Uh, after we'd finished doing the lap around the field, I got talking to JT, and um, yeah, obviously JT being a North Queensland boy, just all we did, all we started talking about was football and how good life is, and all. There wasn't one conversation about about COVID. There wasn't one conversation about my walk because we just started talking about football, and then he rang me back. He rang me probably about five days later, and I was coming through into Air and Home Hill and those areas yeah, yeah. southern of south yeah. of Townsville. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, walks. You know, how's everything going, mate? We didn't really get to talk about." You walk or we do was talking about footy how's it going i said well jt 
I don't want to sound corny. I said, but I'm not watching the news. I'm not hearing the doom and gloom of life yeah. that has been force-fed down our throats. Yeah. And I think that over the last 18 months, news for me is misguided. It's not like when oh. we were 10-year-old. Dude. Like, can you remember when you were 10, 15 years of age? Yeah. Like, I'm 41 years of age. So that's 25 years ago, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. We were, we would watch the news to get information about what's going on in the world yeah. and would take it as gospel. Yeah. But there's so much misinformation it's gotten so bad. So bad. It's yeah. so bad. It's it's so bad that it's a selling point. And Wait, go real quick. Ronan, go on my on the Gypsy Tales Instagram. This is like fits literally. I just shared, so I never fucking share political shit. It's not political, but <laughs> it's a great example of the fucking, uh, the media. So go, and, and just go into my stories. Watch this shit. This is like literally what you deal with. So the very last one. Now pause it on that. Dude, look at this. Yep. The same fucking tweet. I just left the ER. We're officially back getting crushed by COVID-19. <laughs> Delta variant is running rampant and much more transition uh, transmissible than the original virus. 99.9% of our ICU admits do not, uh, admittance do not receive, uh, did but not receive a vaccine. And then, it, so that there's that one Twitter, that's a tweet. And then bang, 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 bang. Someone screenshotted nine fucking tweets yeah, of the you, exact do you know how, same thing. Do you know thing. how many people would have screenshotted, like, would have written the same bullshit that we... Like, well, that's bots, dude. That that's, that's literally Twitter bots. So, like, that's the world that we're living in. So, what, do you remember when, like, the Trump-Hillary, like, the election was yep. going down and there was all that talk about, like, bots and, like, Russian bots and all that sort of shit? Yep. So, that's what they were doing is that have these accounts, like thousands and thousands of, of, thousands of fake Twitter yep. accounts that would get Trump had it on his side Hillary had it on his side and then that's where like the whole Russian thing came into it because it was like Russian bots that were doing it and it's like people you know how outraged a tweet can make you or a story or so you've literally got fucking companies and politicians <laughs> and media outlets like fucking paying these bots dude you can't trust anything and that's a fucking shame you, you can't and this is this is why this is why my walk of not watching like i said i was away for 71 days um and i'd do it again in a heartbeat mm. because i'm waking up at five o'clock each morning nine times out of ten there was no tv where you know when you wait you know when you wake up at home before work you put the tv on you have a cup of coffee you cook yourself some bacon and eggs or have some cereal and watch sit down and watch the idiot box for half an hour before you go to work you get fed that much fucking shit it's ridiculous your anxiety's through the roof and before you're you driving to work going holy shit we're about we're to fucked. die we're fucked yeah. it, it's gone we're dead like yeah. i might as well why am i going to work for when you know when covid can hit me and i was i was i was not seeing news and i was like i said to jt I didn't want to sound corny. I said, "Jade, here, I don't, I don't want to sound corny here, but I'm, I'm not watching news. I'm not getting force-fed the shit that we, that we see every single day, and usually it's a repeat story anyway." And the, and I said, "Instead, I'm seeing people that come out and generally give a shit what I'm doing, and are really happy for me to tell, talk to me, talk to them about my story and about what I'm doing and what I'm doing it for." Yeah, and. Then I'd hear their stories and how proud they were of me and how you know this how how I've inspired them to do something or you know what you know they did something similar or something like that. Yeah. So everything in my life was positive. Yeah. Every single thing in my life to the point where, if any one of my team members and when I say team members, my dad, Nate's dad, um, Will and, and Adam, 
if they if they were if they started being a little bit negative within the group, because you're living at, living in each other's pocket for, yeah, for it's sixteen a long time, hours, it's yeah. a long time. So yeah. of course there's going to be your little blow ups. There's going to be little fractions here and there. But it's easy for us to go right. Okay, because there's one point there where I said to Dad, I said, Dad, if you're going to be negative, don't come with me today. Or jump the flight and, and go back home because we don't need negativity. And that was our, that was sort of our little ethos. Yeah. That was our little work thing. We, yeah. No one, if you had something to say, say it, get it off your chest. Then away it didn't manifest into something big. Mm. And that was our that was our team. Everyone had their roles and responsibility because it was a team. Mm. We we this sort of stuff. You 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 negative, fucking negative shit. Yeah. And and then soon as and I said to my missus, I said, you know what. When I come home, let's take the TVs off the walls and put them in the bin, or put them, or turn them off or something. Yeah. You know, man, uh, I did that in 2019, end of 2019. How good is it? Me and my chick, we we broke up. She bought the TV, yep. and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck, take the TV." Actually, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I don't want a TV. So, dude, since like, fuck, August 2019, I haven't had a TV, and I just haven't bought one again. And that's the only fucking TV I own is in this studio, and dude, so funny thing i love it but yep. then i had a uh, i had a mate move in and then he was like he was like oh what if we just get the tv to watch this this and this and i was like nope that is a hard and fast rule of no television and dude like i've been getting i've literally it's to the point where i don't know what's going on and i'll go to a, a fucking gas station or something like oh you need a mask I'm like okay i don't have one i didn't know that was a thing I'm that out of the loop, Either dude. I. I am so Either. fucking out of the loop. It is hilarious. Either did I. I didn't know that. I didn't know I was halfway through. Call 25. me a cunt if you want. No, That's how no, it is. No, see, not you, is, just whoever. I, I grew up. I grew up without a TV. So yeah. I, I grew up in. I grew up in Toowoomba with four boys in my family: Ben, Shane, me, yeah, and then Luke. Yeah. We never had a TV for eleven years in the house. So we we would our whole days were playing cricket, football, golf, whatever we needed. We lived. In between Twomer and Oakey, a little bit yeah. of acreage. Our next door neighbour was 500 metres away. So we could scream, we could yell, we could do whatever we want. It wasn't like we're being in the burbs. But we never had a TV our whole, like virtually our growing up life until yeah. I was 16. And it was awesome. It was the best thing ever. Like we used to sit down, have dinner every night with my brothers. And that's how come me and my brothers and my family are so close. So close, yeah. It's because we would share things. And, you know, we'd share our. our our days at dinner would sit down and have dinner every single night as yeah. a family. We wouldn't sit down with, in front of the idiot box and watch TV. Would it would it would be open lines of communication from the time we got home to the time yeah. we went to bed after yeah. school, or if it was on the weekends from the time we woke up to the time we went to bed. Yeah. And that's that that life that life as a child. I I, I like my, we got it's three, so hard to replicate. It's now, so though. hard to replicate now. My yeah. my kids are eleven and. My twins are eleven, and my eldest one's thirteen. They got phones. They got three TVs in the house. They've got, but yeah, a it's, million fucking channels uh, and a million channels and mobile phones. Yeah, and they're all on social media. I'm like, oh, right, well, I mean, you got to educate them at some stage. I think that's like really all you can do is just like educate people. Because I mean, even you know, with my housemate in, for example, like my, because my whole theory on it is it's control. Yep. Like I want to control. There's like people don't. I don't think people think enough about the fact that what comes into your brain dictates how you think. And you might think you're in control of your thoughts, but if you like, I guarantee if I spent fucking five minutes listening to literally anything Tracy Grimshaw said, I would be fucking angry. You know what I mean? Melancholy. 
angry. Oh. If I like, if I watch them, and when I go to my parents' house now or whatever, I'm just like, "Fuck this! Get this out of my life!" And the I think that's like the educational point is like you can say to your kids, "Hey, you're not in control of what you're hearing. Like you might think you are, but yep. like, because I started seeing Instagram like this, right?" It's literally just a fucking slot machine. Like, this is invisible. You are, like, you're scrolling. What's down here? You don't know what's coming. You can see some shit that you can't unsee. You can see a picture of your fucking ex-missus that someone's been tagged. You know, you can see all of this bullshit that completely fucks you up. And, like, how many times have you seen, like, a someone shares like a gnarly fight or something yep. and like you watch like an insta fight on instagram you get like anxiety about like how fucking gnarly some yep. dude just like what, you, whatsapp the things i get sent on whatsapp is is crazy like and it, it alters your state it does it alters your fucking state of mind well this is and i'm only going off my walk now i keep on i the this is probably one of the best things i've ever done in my life is walk from cairns to gold coast yeah because it just it i had a massive reset and when the when the COVID, when COVID started, mm. I was one of those fuckwits sitting in the front of the TV. Sorry, I'm not calling everyone fuckwit, but I was one of those people that sat the TV and I turned CNN on, I turned Sky on, I turned yeah. Channel Nine Ten, and I just I was just I was eating in, that up. Yeah. I was just sitting there, just going, "Give me more, give me more," yeah. and it, it altered my it altered my thinking. And yeah. I'll tell you now, it it altered my thinking yeah. and it gave me anxiety because I've got anxiety anyway. I've been diagnosed with anxiety. I, I get used to get really bad anxiety and if I don't stick to my training or I don't, um, you know, if I don't, if, if I, I can, I can now reassess, I can assess my thoughts and if I can, if I feel like I'm thinking this way, well then I, I need to start training. Pivot, yeah. I've got to go, I've got to go train. I've got to go yeah. realign my work. I've got, get, I've got to get back into my routine. I was walking, I walked, into Mackay, so I was day. I think it was day twenty five or twenty six. Walked in, and one of my good mates. He uh, he works at ABC, uh, far north it's called, or tropical north. And he goes right. Walks. Can you do us a favour before you start walking on a, on Saturday morning? This is on the Wednesday. He goes, can you come into the studio and do a, a slot with me? And I yeah. said, yeah, no worries, Johnny. Sweet as awesome. I walked into the studio, hadn't seen TV. And I looked up on the TV monitor behind me, and they were talking about Gaza and um, Palestine having a ceasefire. Yeah, yeah. And it lasted like a week or ten days, whatever it lasts. And I looked, I looked up at the screen. And I said, "Oh, mate, how long has this been going on for?" He goes, "Mate, been going on for seven days." Yeah. And I wouldn't have had a clue. A clue. Yeah. And then my, uh, then Courtney, my wife, she came up, and met me in in Mackay, and they, and uh, one of the hotels, they reached out to us and said, "Listen, love your work. Come and stay at the hotel." So, we, yeah. so I actually got to ha- stay at a hotel, and yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. And before I was getting ready to go start my walk one morning, Courtney had the morning shows on, and while I was putting my shoes and socks on, getting my shorts and you know getting everything prepared, I sat down. I was putting my shoes on. I looked up and I was watching TV, and everything yeah. was fucking doom and gloom. Yeah. And I got up. Yeah. And I stormed off and Courtney goes, what's wrong with you? I said, turn that fucking shit off. I said, it's auto- I've automatically gone from how good's Calm, life, just how good's on. life, you know, I can't wait to do, you know, complete day 27 in my head and I'm thinking about, yep, right, we've got 30Ks to do because that's what I was doing, 30Ks a day, to the point where I was just sitting there watching it, just going, getting fed. Yeah, shit. Shit, doom, yeah. And, like, doom and gloom. Yeah, and, and then you take, and the problem is, is if you take any of that to be the truth, and it's like some of it may be true yep but I don't know I couldn't tell you what's true in the same way that I couldn't tell you what's false so in that sense it's like 
I don't want to listen to any of it at all. Like, yeah. if I can't disseminate... I'm staying in my lane. Yeah, if I can't disseminate this information, I'm fucking out, dude. Yeah, and that's the thing. This is where also, too, where I think, I think to myself, well, hang on. These countries who are having these massive, massive increases of COVID is, is because we're being fed so much misinformation, I'm thinking to myself, hang on, are there really that many people dying? Are there really that many people with the with the COVID? And I'm thinking to myself, is it an agenda? Then you, then you just go, I, I, I guarantee you, when the Trump, um, or when the when the elections were going in, in America, do you notice now, now the elections are done, America's opened up. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. That's all they, political. They all wanted Trump out. Yeah. They all want Trump out because he called out a certain, you know, you, you hear that, or you, you know, I was reading all that sort of stuff where, and, and I was listening to the far left and I was listening to the far right and I was mm. making my own, I make my own assessment. I'm, I don't sit over here and I don't sit here. I sit here after getting as much information on both sides mm. and making my own opinion. And that's, I think that's all we can do at the moment. And that's yeah. because we've been fed so much shit. I, 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 I listen to, and I'm telling you now, I listen to the far left and I listen to the far right. They've all got their agendas. So for me as a, as a person in the public and a person to make a, a, a smart decision on or a smart choice on who, which side you can lean to, I don't lean on any other side. Mm. But I just sit there and I watch and go, righto, yep, they're full of shit with what they said there and they're so full of shit there. I'm going to make up here. There's There's got to be a middle ground. There's got to yeah. be something in the middle that I can get this truth out of because they're just talking shit, both sides. Well, that's what they say. There's all, there's three versions of the truth. His truth, his truth, yeah. and the truth. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? I first time I heard that about a week ago. Really? Yeah. First time I Dude, heard it the my, other day. Man, my dad said that to me when I was a fucking kid. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, no, I, I, always, oh. I always had there's one, there's one side or the other side. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember... I think it must have been from some school shit, you know, and I said to Dad, like, no, nah, he's lying, right? He's like, well, you're probably fucking lying. He's like, because there's his version of the story, there's your version of the story, there's the fucking truth, and I, you're not going to tell it, and you're not going to tell I'm it. And I'm sitting, I sit right there. Like, yeah. you know, I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to, oh, mate, the project, they just so... No, turn your TV off, throw it away, fucking and then And then I'll go watch Alan Jones, because he's, he's they're, they're yeah, just yeah. so far... Yeah. Like, Alan, I don't mind, actually, Alan Jones. There's some of the things that he says about politicians and that, because you know what? At one stage, why isn't he running ever for pol- like for? Well, this is the thing. He used to, you know, he like he virtually run the country for about a decade and a half. Really? Yeah, because he was he was so influential with the with yeah with, with the leaders. Like that, was that was that when like around John Howard sort of yeah. era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was there was there was talk that he I was miss actually, John Howard to be honest. <laughs> I miss I miss the truth. I, you know what I fucking miss? I posted something the other day. Um, again, very rare posting. Uh, but the last couple of weeks got me feeling some kind of way. Where the fuck did all the leaders go? Where where are they? Australia has zero leaders. There's zero leadership. Like who do I look to? Who can I trust? Who's who's a, an example to me or a guy that makes or a girl that wants to make me turn on the television? Because I lived in America through all of Obama, right? Yep. That guy, whether you liked him or you didn't like him. When he addressed the country... Everyone listened. Everyone fucking listened. There is some charismatic, legitimate leadership about that guy, and he was able to speak with a voice. Like, he had a voice. He had the voice of a leader. And then, 
you fuck anytime you see any of these Australian politicians at the moment, it's just like no one knows the answers. I don't have the information. I'm gonna have to refer to this person. This per- <laughs> and it's just like, well, what the fuck are you up there doing? Just give me the cliff notes from your secretary for fuck's sake. Why are we paying you three hundred and fifty thousand oh. dollars a year to, to fuck to- the money? No, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'll pay a million dollars in well, tax. Adjust my taxes to pay for a really good leader. Well, Scott Morrison, he must just be sitting back because I haven't, I haven't seen him address the nation for. Well, maybe because I haven't been watching yeah, TV, yeah. but it's all been these doctors or so-called doctors that now some politicians that I've never even heard of come in and talk about COVID and the expert medical side. I'm like. You're a polyfuckantician. It's like me yeah. trying to tell a soccer player how to kick a football. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that, and they're not going to listen, and people would laugh at me. But I tell you what has happened, and this is only just me. That also uh, disclaimer: we're both idiots. Oh yeah, we're both idiots. I'm, right. man, I'm, we're just in a room fucking talking. talking we're both fucking idiots. But I'm just saying, like, I tell you what, I tell you what, this COVID has done, and there's when it first happened, there's. There was a whole bunch of people over here believing it. Jeez, we're all going to... Like, this is so bad. And they were still listening to the media. But that chunk of people has now mm. gotten smaller. And the people who are over here that was this big going, hang on, this is all, all a crock of shit. I'm waking up to what the media is all about. There's a lot of people that are going, hang on, I'm not listening to the media mm. anymore. And so that chunk is getting smaller. So... The media are actually shooting themselves in the This is just my... Yeah, oh, no, I totally agree. The media are shooting themselves in the foot because they're saying so many outlandish things that people go, fuck me, mate. Like, like they're talking about this Delta strain. <sighs> it's the most... Everything is... If, fuck, if you watch this, right, if you watch the whole over the last, like, 18 months, it's just a brand name. It is. COVID-19, it's a brand. And then you start losing control of one brand, you've rebranded. Like, how many businesses have rebranded? Vanilla Coke. People stop drinking fucking Coke. Let's make vanilla Coke. And let's get, let's remarket Coke. That's right. It's and the same it, fucking shit. It's the same, it is the same. Fucking, you look at the, you know, the, the fast food joints. They're trying to make the, they're trying to put the salads in there to try and, it's a brand. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 100%. I've never, never thought of it like that. But it's a fucking brand. It's and, become and a brand. And the Delta variant is a rebrand. It's a rebrand. It's a, it, it. You know what? You know, for me, when they started calling, because I didn't know about the Delta van, uh, variant because I was my walk. So I walked in. And I was like, "Oh, Delta! Yeah, exactly. It's some sort That's of fucking it's movie. For, yeah. It's some sort of movie that the yeah. that the Americans have come up with because yeah. it's top secret or it's or it's <laughs> dangerous." Yeah. Because Delta, why, why the fuck do they call it Delta? Is it Top Gun? Because you can't call it you can't call it the hairy variant. Yeah. Because yeah. He, like fucking, well you can't call it the fucking fluffy variant because <laughs> it's not scary. Yeah. It doesn't. I was okay. This is how ridiculous it is for me. I was in PNG when it first happened. When it first, oh, when it yeah. first came yeah, in, so yeah. I, I quarantined at home for two weeks. So that's when you could quarantine yeah, at home. You didn't have to quarantine right, right. in the hotel. So yeah. I got home. Um, they were quarantining at home so I got to quarantine at home I went to the local IGA after I'd finished my two weeks and this is right at the start people were shitting themselves yeah and that's I honestly that's fair enough that's fair at, enough at because start. it's new yeah when you don't know what's going on and like this was this was sorry to hijack the story but hey, this was my thinking around it all as well is once it sort of got going and we did a couple lockdowns and it sort of got going and it didn't get going it just become very obvious at one point that I personally was not going to die from this. Now, 
before everyone thinks that's a very selfish way of thinking it's like okay so if i feel like this and i'm like okay well if i get it i'll quarantine i'll do this but at no point through COVID 19 apart from maybe like a day i remember when i was i flew back from bali i missed the hotel quarantine the home quarantine by like two days because i was in bali flew back missed that and i was sweet but i was like legitimately going fuck what's gonna happen like the, so you know, a bunch of balls in there yep. that's totally fine yep and the thing is is and this is what i started saying to people when when i was like man i really think that this is an overreaction is that let's say covid if if the risk of covid was that your eyeballs would turn to mush and they melted out the front of your <laughs> face mid-conversation and then you just fell to the floor and you're fucking dead if that was what happened as a result of COVID, bet your motherfucking <laughs> ass I am staying fucking home. home. I'm not leaving. Or you disintegrate. I'm I not will leaving. get a vaccine of whatever the fuck. <laughs> you can put pig cum inside me if that is going to fucking I, work. Don't worry. That's that's awful stuff. That <laughs> but, right? Like, if that, was, if that was 100%. the concern, who the fuck's scared of this thing? And, like, if you are and if you are at risk and if you, if those are concerns by all means there should be some very serious and legitimate things put in place to, like for your yep. health yep but when you're telling me that the average age of death is 86 but as an australian male my life expectancy <laughs> is 80 fucking gucci baby <laughs> i'm sweet as i'm sweet but that's the thing that's where like the footage of like, i was in png and i ring my ring my wife and i said fucking take the kids out of school yeah get them out of school this shit because you know what china were walking around china like one of their towns, their towns with these big spray guns spraying the whole yeah, cities, yeah. and then 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 they were saying that people were just dropping dead. I was like, "Fuck, this is an apocalypse! Get the fuck kids home, <laughs> yeah. put them in the bunker. We're staying in there for five years. Yeah. That's that's where my head went to, which but is like, totally which fine. is totally fine. Yeah. But now, eighteen months later, eighteen months later, it's like that meme that goes around where there's a big fat fella with a with a with a diaper on, and said, "Listen, if you had zero 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 point one percent chance of shitting yourself, would you wear a would diaper? you wear a diaper? Fuck, Fuck yeah. no, I don't I don't wear I don't wear a face mask. I have a, I have a medical exemption. Yeah, deviated septum. Deviated septum, <laughs> and I've got anxiety, so I I don't wear them. I just and, got fucking shit breath sometimes. Oh, and that's another reason. That, <laughs> I know that's a reason why I should wear them. <laughs> my kids give it to me all the time about my shit breath. I've been drinking shit shakes and eating shit cakes, but yeah, just but I I it's for me that's a freedom that that they're trying to take away from me, and I'm I'm not having it. It's not cool with me. Mm. And you know what? If I get COVID and I die. Well then, everyone can stand over my grave and fucking laugh at me. Yeah. But I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna take that risk. Yeah. And people go, oh, but you know what? You're breathing on other people. Well, hang on. You've got your mask on, so you should be fine. Yeah. Don't don't come to me and go, oh, you get. But this is this is where it really gets me. This is where this whole COVID. I know we keep on talking about COVID. No, that's alright. I never speak about it, so it's kind of fun okay. This is this is what this is how fucking laughable it is. If you stand up. You got a chance of getting a big boy. That way, that was another thing when I was like, I'm kind of done on this as well because none of this shit adds up. Oh, shit. Wait, oh, fuck, risky. Oh, risky, don't do hang it. On, hang on, hang on. It's so risky, I just pulled me down. Thing That's a, There we go. That's the thing. If you stand up... No, oh, you got way more chance. Oh, yeah. But if I sit on a stool... If, if, I'm, if I'm this height, but then I sit down like that, can't get it, but if I sit on yeah. a stool and I'm still that height... 
<laughs> oh, because you're sitting down, it knows. It yeah, knows. it's fucking, it's hectic. I remember we went to, um, we went to, it was like all, or September last year, we went up to Cairns and um, we, were, we were out at Gilligan's. God, fuck, God bless. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're at Gilligan's and uh, they're, they're like, oh, you can stand up, but you can't dance. And I was just like, it is the smartest virus. Yeah. And you know what? (laughs) It is the smartest virus because it can even tell if you're 13 years or younger. True, eh? Yeah. And it can also tell (laughs) if you've got a medical exemption and you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, you can't get it then either. Can't get it either. It's fucking hectic. It's crazy. So this is what I've been saying to like people lately that have any objections or any like because the way we're talking there's people that have objections to us. That's fine. I completely respect everybody. And I respect this. I respect where everyone's at. I'm speaking from my own personal bias, okay? I am personally biased towards my own situation. That is inescapable for me. Yep. So if I'm speaking in a way that to some other person is completely unacceptable, that would be because of your personal bias and your personal situation, which I cannot inhabit for as much as I would like to do. (laughs) But I'd, I'd say to people like, let's play this out to like a really bizarre way, right? In my mind, what the government is saying to people is like, hey, there's this global pandemic, it's called COVID-19, we don't want you to die from it. Yep. And it's like, oh, thanks, that's kind of cool. Like, I appreciate you guys, the government hooking me up. And then it's like, then it's like, okay, so to keep you alive, you can't go to work and you can't go outside and you can't interact with friends and we really don't want you having conversations. If you see your neighbors, if you see, please don't talk to them. So, and again, this is to keep you alive. So this is for your own good. It's like, oh, okay. Well, all right, fair enough. It's like, okay. And so we're going to kind of go in and out of lockdown. If you've got a business, like it's probably fucked. So, but we're doing this to keep you alive. And then I go when through all these situations, I'm like, okay. So not really doing much living. So they're trying to, keep me alive but i don't really have a life so what do i do now and and then it's like okay well wait a minute so i'm not allowed to die from covid but i'm allowed to put a backpack on with some cotton that's strung together and i'm allowed to jump out of a plane at fucking thirty thousand feet and i'm allowed to go and load up my dirt but i've watched my friend die from a dirt bike i'm allowed to go do that i'm also allowed to go to dinner at night when people are drinking alcohol and fuck i could die from getting hit by a drunk driver um across the road heaps yeah. maybe someone's <laughs> on their phone and they fucking kill me so i'm allowed to die from all this shit but i'm not allowed to die from that even though i'm kind of not even really in the category of people that die from this yeah. and so that's the fucking that's kind of in my head like that's how i rationalize this i'm like you've decided that I can't die from this thing, but I can die from everything else. Everything else is completely fine, but you make that call for me. And okay, what's the price of, of, so then even to go further, right? So I'll I'll take it, I'll I'll just keep going with it. So let's say I go, I'm going to do what the government says and I'm just going to fully embrace this thing. I'm going to fucking get heaps of supplies. I'm going to lock myself in my room. I'm going to get Uber Eats. I'm going to have a fucking mask on. Like, I'm going to have a full quarantine deal and I'm going to hold myself up and and I will fucking stay alive. I won't die from COVID-19. How long do you think you could fucking last before you go, you know what? 
I might just risk it today. I might just fucking risk it. Yep. I would like to go out into the world just by being alive. I could be dead in any in any case from anything. So you know what? I'm gonna fucking a fucking risk meteor it. Could, hit me, could hit me walking across the street. And then and, that, and then you gotta go to the other point. How long until you do that? Till you go mental health? Okay, well exactly. Give me that gun. I'd rather just people boom. are fucking doing it, man. And the, and that's the real pandemic. Yeah, that is the real pandemic. Like I think there was two people who died last month through COVID. There was eleven people per week just in Queensland that killed himself through mental suicide, mental health because of what this COVID. For them to say to me, this is another thing that lost me. The other day they go, and I like I said, I I don't watch news, but I just I you just see it and you just fucking hear it in the background. There was some medical expert going, don't talk to anyone. If you see your neighbour, yeah. go to yeah. the other side of the street. Do not risk it. Fuck off. Yeah. And you know what? Keep on saying that. Keep on. I, 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 first of all, I got angry at the person that said it. I said, fuck off. But then I thought to myself, hang on, no. Keep on saying that because the more you say that, the more people go. We well, saw the rallies that happened in Brisbane and Sydney. Now, everyone's all over every, the world. Everyone's man. condemning the people who did that. But for me, like I said, wait, wait, wait. But nobody condemned the Black Lives Matter. No, that's it. well. This is the this is the political side of things. This is all Fucking political. virtue signaling. It's it's all it's all political. So, this is another thing. I I hope they keep on they keep on doing it because you know what? It's not long before Sydney has lockdowns for a year. And people just go by about their business. Yeah, it's not long. That's 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 right on the horizon for me. That's right there. People are now waking up so much because you know what? If this happened, if the if people got sick of the lockdowns and did what they did on the weekend in Brisbane and, and Sydney, I think they might have even done it in Melbourne as well. Well, then there would have been uproar. But now people are starting to go. You know what? There's the the majority of, of the people that didn't like the Black Lives Matter and, and were against it. There's only now a really minority people that are, were against that happen on the weekend. Yeah, because people are starting to go, dude, go for your life. Yeah, Man, I, I feel like joining that rally. I feel like being there. I, you know what? Go for it. Go for it. Like, like I said, I sit on the. I sit on the. I, if they do it, that's their. You know, if people blow up that they did it, I don't care. If people, yeah. if people encourage it, I don't care either because I'm staying in my lane. I'm staying. My lane's here. I get to go to do things. And if they have a lockdown in Queensland, I'm still going to go to the beach. Mm. And if they if they find me, if they put me in jail, I've even said to my missus, yeah. <laughs> I've even I've even said to my missus, if we go into lockdown, I'm still going to the beach. I'll still take the dogs for a walk on the beach. I'm still going to live my life. Mm. And I'm going to go sit on the beach because there'll, be, there'll probably be no one there. I've got more chance of getting COVID at home with my family than sitting on the beach by myself. I said to Courtney, I'm going to do it. And she goes, but you know what? You could, you'll get massive fines. I won't pay them. Mm. You could go to jail. Good. I, I want to make a stance on this. Yeah. Oh, you know what? If I can, it's like my walk. If I could show people that I could do this during the COVID, and I could walk from Cairns to Gold Coast, well, then I was. There were so many people that were direct messaging me and messaging mm. me and reaching out to me on a daily basis. Your support, or sorry, what you're doing, is has encouraged me to get outside. Even even in Sydney and Melbourne, when the when the COVID, even now, like I'm not listening to. I'm not listening to um, Gladys down at Sydney. I go for a walk 10Ks a day or 20Ks a day. That's what I'm getting right now because mm. they see what I've did and go, you know what? I can grow, I can get strength out of that and I don't need to feel shitty, which I've been feeling shitty over the last 18 months, sitting at home yeah. in lockdowns, out of lockdowns, being told what you can do, being told what you can't do. Freedom of speech has been taken over. You're living in a com com communist society, sort of on the verge of communist society. So... I'm going against that. 
Mm. And I feel like a rebel, a, a, a rebel when I'm doing it, but I'm happy. Mm. And that's what I'm getting on a daily basis. Yeah. Is people are generally rebelling against the system because the system's telling us. What's not serve? Like, what's the system there for? It's like there to serve the people. But you know is there I mean? an agenda? I'll yeah. ask you. Is and and we're getting so far into it. And oh, that's fine. And and so like, we're here for. Yeah, baby. I know. But like you, like you know. I, here, I will say this though before, like the the thing is, I'm all for trying to figure out the best way for society to function. Same. Like, or I'm not saying that we should just go buck wild, open up. Cause Same. There's no denial Same. of what's going on. There's none yep. of that. But it's just like this isn't working and it's not working for us we're the people the yep. people are heavily affected by this it's really fucking people up like dude the i feel so sad for the people that like i've got friends that couldn't go across borders to see their uh dad before he died i spoke to a bloke yesterday one fucking day they missed out spoke to him how the fuck can you take that away from a person? But then, but then we've got Anastasia. She jumps going on a plane, go to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, yeah. And then you got, and they wonder what, but they wonder why. Okay. They wonder why. Here's one. Here's one. I'm good mates with a DJ here on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. She has lost hundreds oh, and yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars by cancelled shows. You know what happened after Brisbane won the Olympics? What bid? There was a massive big um, music festival. At South Bank or wherever it was, with ten thousand people there going nuts, but this DJ um, that I know, she could, she can't play at open gigs it's because job. it's her job. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then I'll probably get some. I'll probably get my ass kicked for this. Then we can have fifty-seven thousand people screaming at State of Origin two. Yeah, which I'm all for anyway. Yeah, but fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck Queensland got beaten, but. This is like I'm just sitting on both sides. Like yeah. I like like I said, I enjoy my sport, but then families and and artists are losing their livelihoods yeah. because there's just so many double standards, yeah. and that's what I can't cop. Yeah. I can't cop the double standard. I can't cop that. And the person that loses out is like the bottom dude, yeah. the fucking the the blue collar Aussie bloke that's fucking working trying to put a roof over his head he do, he he doesn't have the financial powers or the the legal team to find the loopholes in the legislation yep. and you know the the small business owner that that's running still running the corner grocery store you know they're just getting by and they've just been getting by for fucking 20 30 years it's and like then now it's just been swept out from under bang you know and it's like there are exceptions to the rule the exception to the rule is if you're a politician or if you're a big sporting organization taxpayer, taxpayer paid politician they don't give a fuck if Johnny down the road who can't serve people coffees because everyone's in lockdown yeah. his livelihood's gone they're, the politicians are making the decisions Like they're, they're making decisions they're getting paid regardless regardless yeah. because we've all got to pay our taxes so they're, yeah. they're you know what I, I, if I was a politician and I was getting taxpayer money in my bank account every month it would be easy to make these decisions mm. because you know you're comfortable. You know you know you got that stability, and that's what we don't have as a society at the moment because we're being told by politicians we don't have that stability. Mm. Stability at the moment has been taken away from us because they're making decisions on lockdown. Lockdowns don't work. People are still getting COVID. People are still getting the Delta virus because yeah. if you watch TV and you someone says Delta virus, the good chance of getting it. That's how contagious it is yeah stability has been taken away from everyone and you know what everyone's starting to act a little bit frantic because 
we're creatures of habit and we're creatures of that stability. And mm. once that once someone starts chipping away at your foundations, that's when there's going to be anarchy. And I can see if it keeps on going for another year and we keep on getting these mixed emotions and these mixed messages by the politicians, there's, there's going to be riots. There's, there's yeah. going to be some serious consequences to people's lives. And I don't know if we're able to sustain this because mate, there's some people out there, even the people, the most stable people that I've known most, and the people that I've respected, Yeah, from the start... Their stability's gone. Their, yeah. their mental health starting to go, and, oath, and it's man. and it's dropping really, really quick. It's it's getting draining. It, it is getting very, very yeah. draining because it's almost like the puppet masters are now are, are using us as their puppets, and well, we're the, becoming pawns in their game. The the problem is too is that when things get there's there's you know they like the saying the separation between church and state. Yep. You know, like you should never let the church intervene with with like state affairs, and that i mean the biggest example of that is like gay marriage so like the reason why you'd say no to gay marriage is because you're like oh it's against god it's against religion so that's state influence uh, that's religion influencing state and i think that you know we i think we don't really have that problem as much these days but you you sort of saw it with the the gay marriage thing but this is like a global health uh issue that's being politicized oh and that's the big there's like there's things that ever all of us and this is the biggest problem with like the media and man there's gonna be a fucking inquisition at some point about pfizer astrazeneca the money that they have made out of this the the money through different media organizations and like i think 10 years down the track we're all gonna look back at this and be like holy fuck that was the most corrupt thing in western society like there are companies that like do i don't even want to know what fucking pfizer stocks at or like anything like that it is fucking crazy but the thing is right is it gets so politicized and then the media feeds into the the politicization of it and then you've got this cause and effect cause and effect left right the like democrat republic or fucking labor liberal in australia back forward back forward back forward and you have this process of regeneration that happens in the in internally in parliament because one side and it's exactly what you said about trump yep and biden it's like they using it as a tool and for you you hit the nail on the head in terms of saying like, all right, where do the salaries come from? The the Labor Party or the Liberal Party, they just want control of yep. the government. So it's like if you're if you're in one if you're in the side that doesn't currently have the power, what's the way that you do it? You use the hottest topic, the biggest issue, and you use that against the current government. And then that current government has to is has their hand forced by the opposition to then create these laws that are going to fucking deal with what they're saying and that that oh no they don't know what they're doing this is the measures that we're taking or this isn't work and And it it just bang bang and it just regresses to the point where we're where we're at now and man there'd be so many politicians that uh like you you could see it at the very start when it was like uh oh they've closed they've closed it's just like dominoes, man. You see one, yep. and then you're like, ooh, everyone starts looking they're like they've closed their borders. Can you imagine? And so, but imagine being the Prime Minister of Australia and going like, oh, we're going to wait. You, you want to be the one fucking leader of the one country in the world? that Now, just think about as a personal level, right? Yep. 
you want to it's like the it's like being a, a footy player that that goes like you know what i'm gonna fucking take a stand and i'm gonna start this players union and then you got to be the one dude that goes out there and watch everybody else just be like what a fucking idiot what is he doing <laughs> you know what I mean? so like that's just i've a, been that person i've been that person <laughs> but that's just a person you yeah. know and so we're trusting the that the leader that we don't even really pick let's be honest like they can fucking go in and out and fucking whatever but it's like we're just trusting this one person to have like the bravery or the decision to to make like the right call for the right circumstance like imagine the pressure they would have felt to lock shit down and then everyone else is doing lockdowns yeah fuck we're doing lockdowns you know so there's such a pressure that would come um, yeah, with making that, that role, you making know that I mean? and making that first but, lead. But then, on the flip side of it, is like you've got to have the courage to say, like, nah, this is how it has to be. People, you know, and that's again, that's where leadership is. Leadership we is about have... having the courage to make the right decision, or even make the wrong decision, but just make a fucking decision. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like with Dan Andrews, like you look at you look at Melbourne, right? Obviously. One of, a, a cold part also of that cunt got famous from COVID he got famous from COVID they did that song about it and get the beers whatever it is yeah like and that and that's the thing like that's how come Queensland haven't been affected we live in a nice warm state you know you very rarely yeah you very rarely get the cold but I, I we just keep on coming back to New South Wales are in lockdown but if you come over the border of Queensland you got the registrations and mate there's a hidden agenda like you said, I don't even know. Like, I don't even think about it in that terms. Like, see, I, I, I've that shit. I'm just oblivious to. So I, I look at that and I think, you know what? Like you said, in ten years down the track, we're gonna look. We're gonna go back and go. We were hoodwinked. We were yeah. we were absolutely played in that game. And yeah, you know, I lost an auntie and I lost a, a friend to suicide and I lost a, a cousin to suicide. Yeah, but they're all playing with everyone's emotions, and that's where, again, I get lost in. I could never. It's it's like it's like the politicians or the media companies are bullying us into submission. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I and I feel. Well, you can feel it when you don't wear a mask. Like I haven't got. I don't own a mask to wear. And you walk. I was in the supermarket, and people are literally fucking staring at you like you're the most dog cunt in the world. Like, like you got leprosy. I'm like, I just fucking don't have a mask, dude. I'm sorry. I need to get my. I need to get my beef. Well, I, I went. To, I went to. I went to the footy, and I didn't have a mask, and. And the lady said, "Oh, why haven't you got a mask?" I said, "Don't ask." And she, like, that's my freedom. I, my freedom is I. I don't want to talk about my me- like my mental state that makes me go when I wear a mask or my exemption. <laughs> yeah. Like, you tell me your bank details. You tell me where I live. If yeah. I, if you said that, if I said to you, what, what medical you, conditions yeah, have you got? Yeah, what medical de- or what's your bank details? They go fuck off, mate. That's that's private. Yeah, this is all private. This yeah. is where you got to know your rights. You got to know your you got to know your boundaries. Sometimes, sometimes setting your boundaries is a little bit hard, but you got you've got to know your you got to know your your rights. You got to like before <laughs> it's weird before you step out of that house and you walk out of your front door. You've got now yeah, you need to know, these days yeah. you're gonna know your rights. Yeah. Like one day, like the days of walking out of the house and ah, oh, I'm free. Yeah, you know, the, the worst thing that that can, that can happen to me today is if I if I speed and a copper pulls me out, which is the law, yeah, you know, that I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the laws. The laws are good. But now, now life is so different. You walk out of your house and you go, righto, who's going to fucking ask me where's my mask? Who's going to cough at me? Who's going to, yeah. you know, look at me weird because I've got the kids with me and we're we're standing out without a mask? Like fuck me. Yeah. When I was four, when I was ten year old, I didn't think I'd get to forty one and go, you know what? Fucking someone's going to one day when I turn forty one. Where's your fucking mask and look at me like I was an idiot? Yeah. 
Like those. And imagine the like the the world that the, like kids are growing up in now too. You know. And the thing is though, like fuck, the world changes. You know, yeah. like change change is inevitable, and we've lost freedoms since you know i remember as a kid like i would go out and the rule was don't come home to the street lights are on am i doing that for my kid nope <laughs> you well, know see, like, i do it with mine <laughs> yeah but i mean because I, I, I like my kids being outside and 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 also too i grew up different like i said no tv and yeah mum and dad all they had to do is yell out down the paddock and we'd yeah we'd yeah. be down the paddock and didn't have the chance of being kidnapped by mad petty or or yeah. you know being hit by a car because the worst thing that could happen to us is a, a horse kick us. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, like yeah, it's different circumstances. You're right. Life. I think for me, and this is just my assessment on, because I, I have a lot of time to think, and <laughs> my assessment with with life is, the world has become such a small place now, and yeah. and and a large, and I'd say ninety percent of the reason why the why the world has become so small is because of social media. Yeah. Social media has for me. Fuck the joint. It's Man, fucked people's if there heads. Was, if there was no social media, this COVID thing doesn't happen the way that it does. No. And this is the thing. Like, I, I, I'm on social media. Like, I love my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But I take the piss out. I know in... Like, I, and this is just me. Like, you know, playing rugby league and coming to the end of my career is when, you know, like I had probably two or three seasons left in my career when Twitter and Facebook... Yeah, Facebook started, yeah, yeah. so I sort of copped, I sort of copped the negativity from from society. Yeah, it, it was weird. I remember playing for the Gold Coast Titans. I think in two thousand nine when Twitter first came out, and I had a bludger of a game, and I was getting pumped. Blokes were pumping me on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck what the is fuck Twitter? is this? Like, what the hell? I thought Twitter was supposed to be fun. And I, you know, I'm 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 sitting there watching watching TV after getting home at you know four o'clock. Uh, you know. 7.30 or 10 o'clock at night watching TV and I'm scrolling through my phone. Oh, by the way, it's 4.44, which is really good. <laughs> the, the, the time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there watching TV and then people are just smashing me on Twitter. I'm like, fuck me, what's going on? What is this social media shit? Yeah. And then I got to it. Then, then I thought to myself after about six months of playing and, you know, if you have a bad game, you know you're going to cop it. And so, you know, I, I've, I've learned to train myself with social yeah, media yeah. about... Yeah, you, you take it for a grain of salt and you can take the piss out of it because that's what I usually do. But Or you can use social media as a really good tool yeah. to to um, identify good things in life. Yeah, fuck To um, you know, push out things that people actually give a shit about. And yeah. there's also too that you can take shit, you can take the piss out of yourself, you can take the piss out of other people, you know, yeah. as, long as, it, as long as it's good. But there's also, with life, there's also the good things and then there's also the evil things. And... Yeah, if if you do get caught up, and I I I take Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'm not even on TikTok, but yeah, I take those things. And I I teach my kids that that it's it's not a real yeah, it's not a real it's world. not a real yeah. indicator of life and and human beings because and I, and again I go back to my walk from Cairns, I got to meet some of the greatest human beings that I've never met before that come into my life and touch me and touch my life touch yeah. me and touch my life in a good way. Um, you know that even even now now that I've been home for three weeks, my missus has even said to me, "Goes, geez, you've changed. Like you, 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 you're thoughtful, and you, you know, yeah. you cons you're considerate of of everyone around you. Because being a rugby league player or being a sports person, very selfish, very yeah. fucking selfish, very selfish. And even now, like you know, with businesses and that, I needed to be selfish. I needed to make decisions without my wife and 
you know, thinking they were better for the they were the better benefit of the company. Yeah. Um, you know, that was I still did that, but now like even Courtney, like Courtney's like, well, if you thought about him, where's what's Chris? What what did you just say? You you what do you do? I want for dinner or <laughs> what know, do you think about this? Yeah. What yeah. do you what do you? When was the last time you said that to me? Like, yeah. And I'm not a prick of a bloke, but I can be. But, but but that comes back to being selfish. Yeah. And unfortunately, a selfish person is not the best person to be around at all times. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's what I teach with my kids. You know, they're at the age now where they're you know they're reading the they're on the social media pages and they're you know they're on their Instagram and TikTok and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, I, I educate my kids that that the, the people that have a go at you nine times or ten I'd say ten out of ten. I won't even say I won't even give that leeway. Yeah. I'll say that ten out of ten people that have a go at you on social media aren't happy with their life. Yeah. So why let their misery? ruin your day or ruin your week or ruin your month yeah. or be bullied by someone that's so insecure that they're going to bully you on social media because they, you know, back when we were kids, yeah. if you want to bully me, it was face to face we're and, fight. and we're going to punch <laughs> yeah. on. And yeah. But they don't do that these no. days. There's no punching on. No. Have you ever been a punch on, Ronan? No. Never? Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, fuck. See, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody kids these days. These days, need a blood nose. I'll take (laughs) after this. I'll show you. No, (laughs) but that's the thing. Like you know, we when when I was a kid, if if I was if I was a smartass to to an older kid, I'd get the piss punched out of me. That's like I'd I'd, I'd respect and I'd show respect to all the kids. Happened to me a few times. Even some of the younger kids would punch piss out of you if you didn't show them respect. But that's how it was. And I remember as a kid. We go to a footy and you know punch on, and then I go up to Dad crying. And he go, "What happened?" I go, "I oh, was smart ass that kid." Well, Dad will go, "Well, there you oh, go, so right. there you go." So, mate, fucking, you won't do it again, or you won't pick on him, or you won't pick on anyone, or you won't, you know, that's that's how it was. Now, yeah. now they pick up the phone and they'll be in a basement, or you know, that's what. Yeah, even even with my young nephew who's playing for the Roosters, like we had a um, talking about social media and getting onto social media. Um, we sat down with him and said, "Right, that we went to a restaurant." Me, my older brother, Shane and Ben, we all played NRL, so we had our fair share of knockers. Yeah. And Sam was only coming through, and I said to Sam, I said, right, I will... I said, see that fat bloke over there spilling barbecue sauce all over his chest that wouldn't know how to pass a football? They're the blokes that are sitting on the couch and will yeah. have a go at you yeah. after you have yeah. a bad game. Yeah. They're other super athletes. Yeah, they're, they're the other super athlete. They're, yeah. the, they're the armchair, armchair super athletes, never yeah. done anything in their life, but... A first to criticise about something, you might miss a tackle, or might drop a ball, or might drop a pass, or whatever it is. They'll come and attack you because they get nothing else better to do. Mm. And Sam's that smart. He just goes, he just laughs. He goes, yeah, you're right. And he, he copped it after a game last uh, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago. He ran backwards, and mate, there were there were blokes death threatening him. Oh, those fucking idiots! Eh? People get so engulfed, and it's the same thing with the COVID thing. Yeah. They get so engulfed with their life, yeah, or watching things and becoming that they forget that. Yeah, there's human emotions attached to it, including their own. Yeah. And they let their emotions just take over every train of thought yeah. and come up with the most bullshit shit in yeah. the world. Yeah. So. Well, so we uh, I'm, I've enjoyed the COVID shit. Now, uh, some, positivi- <laughs> some positivity that is like, so I feel like I've been negative up to this point. Not negative, Not ne- but frustrated. Just, yeah, yeah. And like expressing frustration if you've sat through that. Uh, here's some positivity. You know, one thing that was fucking rad to me about the the protests on the weekend? All peaceful. Peaceful. Peaceful protests. 
like, and when you zoom out, right, and you go like, okay, let's watch these protests in Australia. Zero violence, like, a very little violence, Minimal. very little conflict. Minimal. Like, just really good people. Like, I look at that rally and I'm like, fuck yeah, Australia. Like, good on you guys for that. And then you can shift and look at other countries and anytime there's a protest, it is a fucking violent. It's on. There's guns. There's, it looks like fucking militia. There's, and we're, fireball, there's fucking fireballs shot in, the, in yep, the shops. Yep. And then you go to Durban. Have you seen all the stuff in no, Durban? Dude. Durban. So this is some shit after. Oi, so just before we get into that, go just open a new tab, Rones. And uh, just type in like Durban riots. Oh really? Man, no. There's like some full oh, on, like a, heavy, yeah, Africa, heavy, yeah. heavy political shit going down right now. So like, and this isn't on the news at all. Um, like, yeah, death toll from rioting in South Africa more than three hundred people, three hundred thirty-seven. So I mean, and this, this is I, I'm not fully across wow. this. So this is oh, fuck off tonight. See ya. Um, so I'm not fully across this. I've got some friends in South Africa. I've been sent some WhatsApps. I've, I've been sent some... Because this was on my walk. I'm pretty sure this is July. Yeah, so like a couple, yeah, a yeah. couple weeks Come, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like this is my understanding of it. They had like a corrupt politician and then that corrupt politician um, has a like a big supporter. He got overthrown and then he's gone in and um, handed himself in essentially for corruption. And then once he did that, all of his supporters just said, nah, fuck this. We're no going right. to take over. So literally just like militia, man. Like they were, um, I got a friend in Melbourne and uh, one of his best mates over there runs like a, a trucking company. So he does like uh, like fuel tankers. Man, they, they broke into his yard. They were trying to steal fucking fuel tankers and surround the city with these fuel tankers to fucking blow these fuel tankers. Like, so of all the problems that we've got in Australia, <laughs> we don't have this. We have a, Australia is a fucking great country. We might have some clowns running it right now. But in terms of the average Australian person, you're a really good fucking person. Yep. COVID sucks. Please keep going. And we have a great country to keep looking after. How many people got COVID from this riot? Um, no fucking no <laughs> That's idea. That's the thing. Like it's, well, 337 people let, died. Let, let's, let's put things into perspective. Like that... That's fucked up. Or or have a peaceful riot. Like even yeah. even even with all the riots, this, and this is another thing with political stuff. I know we shouldn't go back Dude, to look negative. how crazy this shit. That's is. crazy. Look at that. Look, man. Like it that looks is, like something out of, out of a war torn. It's a that looks like something out of a movie, dude. And so and and to to fucking keep talking about the media side of things, like this isn't on the media. You know what I mean? Like people aren't seeing this. In well, a massive way. Well, does way. it have a political stand? Is it? Is there? Obviously, there does. There's but a, not there, for us. Not for us. You know, like they just keep fucking pushing COVID. Yeah, to I me, s- this is like a human issue. Like this is a. This is like a. Because th- this is the thing, man. And we we all need to think about like I've got my household, and then I've got my local community, yep. and then I've got my city, and then I got my state, yep. and then I got my country, and then I got the world. Like I I am an active participant on a very multi-leveled uh like versions of community and like we need you need to think of yourself as belonging to your household your local community you sit and expand all the way out to the world like we are a part of the world 
community and so that these are the kind of things that like we really should care about and if you are the media and if you are channel 7 and channel 10 and channel 9 and the project like that's what you should be reporting as well you know like don't oh. just feed us the fucking same shit over and over and over and over like what else is going on in the world that we should care about as fucking humans and as members of a global community well, then we can educate our kids we can educate our kids about this because when we were when we were growing up this is what was on the news we were educated yeah. about this this is what was instead of one thing one topic and yes it's a big topic and it needs to be addressed but there's other things in life there's there's good and there's bad in life mm. and they should be all represented represented yeah. because you know what the news stations have a responsibility mm. and if they don't have a responsibility everyone's going to switch off eventually everyone's yeah. going to wake up yeah like they, they talk about this woke movement everyone is wake, waking up yeah. everyone's becoming woke everyone's realizing that there's certain people that enjoy mm. the bad stuff because it sells and gives more money in their pocket and unfortunately with money and it's been around since the first dime was was invented and yeah. money was invented people yeah. people become greedy people change because of money people yeah. and people say they don't but they do i know pe i know people who do change and it's it's sad and unfortunately i'm sort of going around a, a little bit further than this but that sort of stuff or the COVID stuff is selling and putting a lot of money in a lot of people's pockets oh 100 and they're not worried about they're only worried about you, t you. You talk about your communities. You talk yeah. about your family, your household. You they're talk about your about community. The yeah. They're probably they're, that's that's as far as they go. Yeah. Those greedy blokes, they go that far. They don't give a fuck about their town or their city or yeah. their state and their country and their universe or the world. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about that because you know what the world, the doom and gloom that feeds their family and that's mm. all to them that they worry about. They have two layers. Yeah. We have seven layers. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. The other thing too, like as much as uh, as much as the COVID thing's been a fucking kick in the dick in so many ways, I definitely feel like it's forced some changes in me for the better. Yep. Uh, that I probably would have never addressed, and not even like things that were problems as such that needed to be addressed. Like some things definitely were, um, but for me personally. I'm a fucking jet setter, you know, like yeah, I've, yeah. since I was 17 years old, I'm in fucking Bali. 35 countries a year, you know, like I'll go, I've been, I've been everywhere and I'd get this itchy feet Yep. and I forever, man, I'd do two months at home and then I was like, where the fuck am I going? And then I'd go and I'd work and I'd, you know, but I could never get into like, I never saw the value of a routine and then I could certainly never get into a routine. So yep. I think that this has forced me you know when you take all of that away and i think that's probably like the the underlying thing is like there's been some real freedoms taken away but i've actually kind of found a real version of freedom in not having many choices that to me feels and, and, and you probably and that, felt like that on the wall oh 100 the most free you have, have ever been is when you had no other choice than just to get up and fucking walk for and 30 that days. was and that was the freedom and then and then on the back of that the freedom of the freedom the freedom i got from walking on a fucking highway for five hours like it doesn't sound much but it was so interesting to see people come out of these communities offer to walk with me some people who walk with me some some of them come back drive five hours six hours down the highway to find me and drive with, and walk with me for another couple of days and that's 
they found their freedoms as well. Mm. And once you once I found my freedoms, and once once people once like I said here, like walking along a highway in a straight line, having cars and trucks whizzing past you at 100 to 120 k's, 130 k's is not the most ideal freedom that you think about. But once yeah. you're out there, you've got nothing else but the hills, the cane fields, the the waterfalls, the blue sky, the white tarmac, the black tarmac, and the green grass, yeah. and that's all you've got. And you've got nothing else to worry about. You don't, like I said, you don't worry about the news. So there's your freedom. You're yeah. not, you're not, you're not pigeonholed to what they're t- telling you or what they're feeding you. And that was that for me. Like I said, you, my heart and my soul were full of love because mm. that's that's what I had. And when people come out and walk with me, they'd walk three k's, which usually took about half an hour, and they'd look at you and go, "This is fucking awesome." Yeah. This is this is possibly one of the best things I've done. And I said, "Well, I've I've done it." for 10 days or you know if, if they come and join me at 25 days I, yeah. I've, I've been doing it for 25 days no wonder I've got a big smile on my face yeah and that was it's 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 realigning yeah if you can realign like you've you've had to realign your your livelihood from travel to well I can't travel I'm going to accept that yeah I need to get myself into a need to find myself another vice yeah, yeah. And if you can find yourself another vice my, my biggest thing I went through a lot of things with business and I wasn't in the best headspace and I used to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, and I had no routine. Or I'd wake yeah. up at eight o'clock in the morning, had no routine. So then I, I changed my routine from waking up at seven o'clock in the morning or seven thirty to five o'clock. Yeah, and that was it's life changing. It's yeah. life changing because it was I gained I think it's a month if you wake up yeah, two yeah, hours, yeah. two hours every day before you due, due to wake up all your life, you gain 30, 30 days a year of productivity now productivity my productivity and i'm different from everyone so i can't talk for everyone yeah my productivity because i was in a really really bad headspace anxiety stress like a motherfucker business was shit lost everything didn't know what didn't know where to look i'd, I'd wake up at five o'clock now for 45 minutes i'd lay in bed my missus beside me dark not a sound kids are asleep dogs are outside so not a sound. That was that forty-five minutes, every single day, just to myself, eyes awake, aware of my surroundings. Sometimes I jump the phone, read, look at Facebook, look, look at Twitter, look at Instagram. Then I'd wait. Then I'd go have a shower, go for a walk down to Crumbin Beach because yeah. that's where I live. Yeah. For forty-five minutes. So this was my routine. Yeah. Go over, grab a coffee for myself, grab one for my wife, drive home. By that time, it was seven o'clock in the morning. Get the kids up ready for school. So that two hours was my time that two hours mm-hmm. productivity now i call that productivity now productivity could be it's like whatever serves you. whatever yeah. serves you and yeah. and that served me yeah. and my mindset went from a fucking mental retard to in a space of a month two months of getting into that routine mm. was fucking phenomenal and i'm glad that i read that if you wake up two hours what did you read that sparked that oh, did you read 5am club or something no i, I think it might have been 5am club was I it just it like a meme off it or something yeah, like that yeah okay and it was it was on i'll tell you what it was i was i was just scrolling through facebook my yeah as you do mindlessly and i and i was like because i was looking for things it must have been i, I must have been self-consciously looking things to better yeah, myself yeah and it popped up and i was like fuck and then i, I actually got my phone out and i calculated the time and it was 31 days i think of, of that you get yeah and then you hear and then you hear the most successful people in life they live by that rule yeah you know most successful um, nine times out of ten yeah. the successful guys they'll wake up they'll train in the morning 
They'll get themselves ready two hours before work, train, meditate, read, emails, whatever they need to do, then go to work and they're in a mindset of fucking, I'm taking on the world. And yeah. that's what I do. I like Even now, like I, I, I work with a guy who's fucking uber successful and that's what he does. He meditates, he yoga, and he surfs. Mm. And that's his... That's his productivity. I call it productivity. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, I talked about it on my walk. It's about ringing the bell. If you ring the bell and you can hear it in your brain, you can ring that bell and you go right. I, I need to wake up to something here. Yeah. That was my. That was that's me. And and that's where I've been now for the last two years. And I, I I love it. I absolutely love it. And even when I don't wake up and I go wake up at seven or eight in the morning, I feel You're I, off it. Eh? I'm off it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off I feel it. the same. And then and then and then you yeah you, know, you might go right. I will tomorrow. I'll have another sleep. You know. But if you're aware of it. And go right. I'm going to reward myself. And it's not a reward because probably reward now is waking up at five. Yeah. But yeah, you go right. I'll have a sleep in. Mm. And then you get up and you go, oh, fuck, right. Okay, tomorrow I'm getting up at five. Or yeah. Four. Like I'm getting up at four now. I go in and train with Nate Miles at F45 at Tweed. And at 4:45, 5:30, you having coffee with two of the boys or three of the boys that go there. You're yeah. chewing the fat and you, you're off. Yeah. You're done. Your, your day is set. And yeah. there's no better part of the day than first first light when the sun comes up yeah i've been doing the same thing like since the the, the covid thing kind of just forced the change eh? like i yep. or maybe it was even a little bit before um because i think i was probably still with my ex when i was doing it but yeah i just i just got up at 5 30 because I, I i like to read yep. and i just found it by by the arvo nighttime i'm fucking smoking weed so <laughs> I, and i'm not I'm, I'm not reading yeah. while i'm smoking yeah, weed. No. like i just can't fucking read yeah. properly so i was like man i just need more time to read like i'm not reading enough and uh and yeah so anyway i, I switched from reading like kind of later and then earlier so it was a few years ago i guess but um and i've never was a morning person like yeah either or either ever, was man, I. Ever. when i was when i was young nine o'clock if someone woke me up before nine o'clock yeah and they i go, used to be able to sleep till like 11 yeah man. same like those kids sleeps, like the yeah. teenage sleeps that you used to have. There's actually a bit of science around that though. Yeah. So that, that does make sense. But yeah, like I started, um, yeah, I started doing the 5am thing. And, and my other thing, like, I don't know whether this will res- resonate with you, but this is an extra layer on top for me anyway. And this was pretty apparent early on is that I, I so I get up, I've spoke about a fucking heap, so I'll, I'll breeze through it. But I get up, I make a coffee, I, I do, and everything I'm like trying to do the process the best way possible. So like, I make my coffee and I don't put beans in the thing and just like, like I actually measure my beans. I yep. weigh them. Like I just, I kind of made my morning a process to follow. And then, so I make my coffee and then I read for an hour, an hour and a half, whatever I got to do. And then I'll have a shower. I'll make some food and then I'll sit at my desk. Normally we're in here about like 10 every day. So from like five in the morning to 10 is like my time. And once I've had my shower and stuff, I'll, Yep. get to work i feel good i like working so yeah. i'm i'm excited to get in and do my emails and shit like that but that um and then i'm trying to do the jujitsu like morning thing the class yep. at 9 30 so it's kind of kind of hard but so that's that's like my routine it's the same every fucking day and the extra layer on top of it which is probably my most important layer of waking up early is if i'm having a fucking shit day guess what i look forward to what's that my morning routine yeah doesn't matter if i have a shit day no. all i know I, i'm like looking it's like what is it five o'clock now i'm like fuck 12 hours until i get to do my shit again and i know like that routine serves me like i fucking every single not one part of that routine is a hindrance to me i like making a really good coffee in the morning i fucking 
love reading in the morning. I love making breakfast for myself, just for me. And then, and then I love doing my work. And, and then, no matter what happens in the rest of the, the day, it's like I can't fuck it up, you know. And then if my day turns to shit, you can do it. Again oh well, I just do it again tomorrow. I have this like five hour period in the morning of every day where it's like that's my shit. Yep. And and that and that that routine gets you into the headspace. It's like when I finished my walk, I had a week off, mm. and I, I woke up. So I was waking up anywhere anywhere between five and six in the morning. I'd say, righto, boys, we'd, have, we'd be having dinner, we'd have a few beers, and we had beers every night because that, that was our routine. Our yeah. routine was, I'd I'd start in the morning, I'd finish anywhere between depends if I ran the thirty k's or ran ten k's or twenty k's, whatever I did during the day, and however however long it took me, but I had to do my thirty k's. So. We'd be finished where we finished at, say, 12, 1, maybe 2 o'clock. Depend. Depend mm. how we went. And then my routine was ice baths, beers with the boys, because we'd stay mostly at hotels or, or um, um, pubs. Jump And when I say routine with the uh, ice baths, if I didn't do re- if I didn't do that the day after... Or the, the each, soon afternoon, as I, yeah. each, each afternoon, the next day would be a fucking Torture. grind. Really? Grind. So you could tell the difference between... A, did you have any days where you didn't do an ice yeah, bath? Yeah, and, and the next day was... Fu- it was a grind. It was, really? It was tough. And then I had I had another company called Hyper Ice, which... Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and they give you the, the flushing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that flushes it out. I, and I and I use those guys a lot. Plus, I had body science. Um, Greg and, and, and Pico looked after me with all the supplement stuff. So, But if I, if I didn't get into that routine... The next day was a grind, and my ice bars would be: I'd walk out to the pub, grab a willy bin, take all the rubbish out, spray the maggots out of there. <laughs> I'd put ice in. They they go had that have most ice machine nine times out. Yeah. Turn that of ice machine. I'd I'd put it half full of ice. I'd put water in there that much, so it came up, and then I'd get me my dead old, um, uh, yeah, dead old. Put my dead old in there to get rid of all the mag- to, to kill all the shit in there, and then I'd sit in there for twenty minutes, and that was my routine. Really, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. So I'd go five on, five off, five on, five yep. off, five yep. on, in and out, and then I'd be sitting at the back with the boys drinking the pub, and then at would finish dinner together, yep. have beers together, and I'd go righto, boys. Here's your routine, righto. We're up at five thirty in the morning. We're hit the road at six. We go back to where I finished the day before, yeah. and then I'd walk. And that was our routine, and that's what we did. And then when I got back, I had a week off, and I woke up on Sunday morning. The first five days, I was yeah, like, yeah. I woke up at quarter nine, and I fucking shit myself. I was like, you know, yeah. the first ten seconds, I woke up. Oh shit! I've let the boys down. It's nine. Where the fuck am I? Then I started panicking yeah, about yeah. not being yeah. in the routine. You had PTSD, bro. I had PTSD, <laughs> and I got real like I got real like yeah. I've let the boys down. Yeah. Then I'd realise I'd finished the walk and we didn't have to. Yeah, you know, the boys weren't anywhere to be seen. They were at home with their families. Then Sunday, because I started my day like that in a panic, frazzled, frazzled. Yeah. But then because I'd spoken to Nate and I said, Nate, because yeah, obviously Nate spent the first twelve days with me walking from Cairns to Townsville because he spent the first twelve days yeah. set, set the tone for my with my walk. Um, Nate said, Righto, when you get back. Um, I'm booking you into F45. You've you got to get back into that. He, he's a fucking good dude. Mate, man. He's, he's uh, he has I'd die for him yeah heart of gold so I I don't know I don't know if I've ever told you I grew up with him up at Gordonvale yeah so I'm from Cairns right dude me and Nate this is fucking crazy me and Nate went to the same primary school no way how old is Nate now no he'd be 36 yeah he's he's like 3 or 4 years older than me I think right so he was like in grade 7 when I was in like grade 4 and I didn't have any friends at school I used to hang out with him 
Jamie Frizzo. Like, no just a, way. Yeah, just a, and then Callum was at Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I had no friends my age. I only hung out with those boys. And, like, dude, me and Nate used to fucking coordinate what class we were going to fuck around so that we could do detention together and shit no like way that. yeah and best so, bloke ever man he's the fucking nicest guy Mate. like he gave we um this is this is how good he is so we get uh we went to townsville for um the the north queensland you know like yeah. all the cans and fucking whatever they do the north queensland so we were, we were playing it up me and my brother went down as always in school holidays our fucking bikes got stolen we got back to cans nate just rocks up gives my brother a fucking gives my brother his bike he, he had like this pretty trick bmx bike because no we way. used to race bmx and i was just like oh i don't really use it that much anymore just like rocked up at our house with a fucking bike and Mate, he's the best yeah he's oh, honestly the nicest guy in the he's, world. He's, he's he said to me he goes right he walks you you can't go cold, cold turkey because you've done s- such an amazing job he said come and join f45 you can pick a studio that he owns so me i go, I go down there and getting back to my story about the sunday when i woke up yeah. frizzled Woke up fucking just going, I've let people down. Like, I've slept in, I've let people down. People, because people used to look at my social media and go, oh, okay, you're here, you're there. Oh, you've, you're going 30Ks. And, that, and I used to get that interaction with all my gang. And that's where, you, like like I said, you can wear, you can use social media, you know, in a good way. Yeah. Getting back to your story, when you said, if you have a shit of a day, you know your routine the next day can get yeah. you back into, yeah. get you back into that alignment. Yeah. I woke up. I was fucking frizzled all day, yeah. and Nate had, Nate had spoke to me um, on the during the week. He said, "Right, I've booked you in. Um, you've got membership down at Tweed. Let the girls know." So we organised that on the Saturday, so they knew that come four forty-five, I'm doing the four forty-five class at Tweed at his studio at forty-five at Tweed. I got on the I got on the couch. I was watching the footy, and I was still frizzled, and I was like, "Fuck," thinking about. I can't sleep in tomorrow because I can't let people down because that, that was going through me yeah, because I've yeah. been doing it for so long that I'd train my brain that I've got another 30Ks but then I'd go, fuck, I slept in this morning, fuck, I've let people down. No, oh shit, I'm done. And that was thoughts. And then I started getting really excited that my new routine now is waking up at four, yeah. setting the alarm at four, 15 minutes to myself, shower, 10 minutes to the F45, F45 at 4.45, I'm going to be training my ass off for 45 yeah. minutes, then the blokes I train with now, we all get to go over coffee. That's my routine. And yeah. automatically got into, yeah. okay, I've had a shit day. And when you were saying that, I was like, that's my Sunday. Yeah. That's my Sunday before I started yeah. my new, team, new routine. Yeah. It's once you get in, into your routine and once you can, it's amazing. Like any, any people out there that have having troubles, just go into a routine every yeah. morning. Just every, pick some just, shit. Just pick, pick your best thing. Like, and I didn't talk about it before, but I meditate as well every day before I come to work. But um, yeah, you just I like I can't if I do if I wake up early, I make a dope coffee because I fucking love making good coffee. See, I couldn't drink coffee. Now I'm in. Now I drink coffee, and that's a part of my routine. Oh, routine. Yeah. So I'm like. I'm really excited for that and then I'm really excited to read and then I'm really excited to make food. I'm really excited to meditate. Like none of those things in my world are like negative at all. And then now like Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm trying to do the morning jujitsu classes. Um, but yeah, just like how do, you, how do you fuck up that? No. Have you commit to it? And like I've been in bad moods, like woken up kind of grumpy and shitty. Then by the end of it, bro, like fuck, you're back into it. Mo- yeah, your mindset, your mindset's changed. And I used to, man. I remember at times. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. I used to Google 
like, are there chemicals in your brain in the morning that make you negative? <laughs> like, I'm not even fucking joking. Because well, you're I used to, endorphins. Man, I used to wake up in the morning feeling like the most negativity and the most... All, now, when I look back at it, it was self-doubt. Yeah. Like, crazy, crazy, crazy self-doubt. And for the first few years of doing this podcast, like, I think we're, like, four, four years in. It's probably the first two years of doing this podcast. Like, every podcast I did, I was I fucking hated myself. You know, I was just really? like, yeah, fuck really? yeah, dude. Like, and I thought, I literally thought by the time I kind of, you know, got going in the day, I'd forgotten about it and the yep. doubt had kind of gone. But yeah, like two years ago, this podcast, 4, 4 p.m., I would have sat in my bed, I don't know nothing about fucking football. Like, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> That's the first when I wake up. That was my default setting to the point where I, I literally just thought it was like a medical thing. Yeah. I just thought, oh man, maybe there's chemicals in your brain and like- I've done, I've done, exa- I've been there, I've been exactly the same thing. Yeah. With, and with- now- gone yeah. couldn't tell you the last time I fucking woke up in a bad mood even even with my anxieties like like I said to you like I, I've I have things in my head that I know when I'm stressed because if I, if, I, if I start having negative thoughts right I change I used to change my daily routine so exercise was a big thing for me daily routine was a big thing for me once I got those two, two things right and, and time to myself mm. once I got those things right in my in my mornings it sets your day like yes you're going to have fucking shitty days yes there's going to be things that come up in your day after you've had your time or you know what you might have had a shitty day before you had that time oh, I'd have that time to myself I have that time to myself in the morning and I start thinking about that okay right it's new, it's new. And then I start thinking right it's a new day I can self correct it I can mm. correct it it's like Wayne Bennett said to me he goes worrying is like a rocking chair you can rock all night and you won't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not. And he said, 100% of the times, if you go to bed with a situation that you can't change until tomorrow morning, so why lose sleep? Yeah, 100%. I, I, when, when I went through... What's all, the, can you Google the serenity prayer, Rones? When, when, I was, when, I was, when I was went through all my shit, I've, I've now taught myself to drop off to sleep really quick. Yeah, it's not sleep apnea. Yeah. I've, I've taught myself that, yeah. you know what, I... I can't fix something until I wake up in the morning. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to be awake in the morning doing my morning routine. Yeah. And the person that I've got to um, settle this with or help me get past this is probably not into work until eight o'clock anyway. So there's no yeah. use worrying about it. Yeah. Until, righto, I'll, I'll train my ass off. Once I'm training, I'm thinking of things that that can help. Yeah. that situation yeah and sometimes you can train in the in the afternoons as well to help with the situation of going to sleep yeah if it's a big thing but yeah sorry so um this is like a fucking old old prayer you know god and i'm not religious but god yeah. grant me the serenity to, to accept the things i cannot change courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference so that's always played in my head yeah. in terms of like if you can change a situation then you should change it. If you can't change a situation, that like you need to know what you can't change, and then you need to have the wisdom to know the difference between the two. Nothing. So true. So true. That that right there, people should like people go through a lot of shit in their life, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to deal with it. My only suggestion with all this COVID stuff as well, mm. we've all got time. Yeah, we've all got time, and my, <laughs> we've all got time. Like, invest change, in yourself. Change. Change your. Change your your mindset change yeah. the way you've been change the way you eat change the way you sleep like you you're stuck here for a bit <laughs> that's right so and it's amazing like I, like i said i keep on saying i'm 41 i'm 41 years of age i don't want to get to the point where i'm 50 and 60 
and want to change. Yeah, I, I yeah, change, and, yeah. I, and I look back and I think to myself, fuck, why didn't I change when I was 18? Why don't I do this, what I've been doing now for the last two, two and a half years of my life? Yeah. Why don't I do that? Like, I teach my kids. Like, my kids... Well, that's the big thing. I teach yeah. my kids that. Like, I, yeah. I, I, always, I always ask my kids how, how they are, if they're happy, if anything's annoying them, if anything's sad. And they're, they're young and I'm not teaching them to be a, a head fuck. I'm just saying, you happy? Yep, mum and dad are really proud of you. Mum and dad love you. They're, they're the biggest things. I teach them love. Yeah. And like even even with my kids, schoolwork, like I, I love, they go to school and I love the teachers and I love the teachers doing. I love that they, they're feeding their brains information. But like I've, I've taught my little 13-year-old, she does business studies at home. She gets co- she gets coached by, by business. By, Fuck, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like like she's, she's a B student. She's yeah. not, but street smart, She's a fucking A plus. Yeah, like she yeah. reads people. Yeah, and she like at grade four, she was selling slime at school because she seen an opportunity with business. Because one day, <laughs> I'll tell you this story. One day I tucked her into bed, and we had businesses. And one day she goes, "Oh, Dad, I want to have a business like your mum." I said, "Well, what do you want to do?" And she goes, "I don't know." And I said, "Well, think about it." Come back a week later, and she goes, "Dad, kids are selling slime at school." No, no, sorry, kids are kids are into slime at school. And I said, "Oh, well, that's cool." She goes, "Well, I want to start a slime business." <laughs> I said, well, where do you get it? And she goes, I know how to make it. So she'd already Googled. She'd already right, gone I on. I love this. She'd already gone on. She's already gone on, on uh, YouTube. Not RedTube. She'd already gone on. <laughs> she, got on a, she went on to YouTube, found out how to make it. The ingredients, it was Elmer's glue and fucking borax and all this sort of shit. Yeah, she yeah. goes, oh, um, if I, if, how do you do it, Dad? And I said, well, and I just quickly gave her a brief before I tucked her in and gave her a kiss before her to go to sleep. I said, right, this is what you do. Tomorrow, wake up. T- I'll, give you, I'll give you a notepad and a pen. Tell them what colours can you make? And she goes, I can make it blue and pink. I said, right, perfect. You get two colours, blue and pink. What size? I said, the small and large. I said, $3 for the small, $4 for the large. Anyway, dropped off at school, and I didn't think anything of it. Dropped off at school, come back in the car, when I picked her up, then the, <laughs> the ashes. And this is heartbreaking. Like, she just fucking, she just reads people and whatever. And she, she got in the car, she's only grade four. I said, how's your day? And she had a massive big smile on her face. I said, and she goes, oh, Dad, I've... I've made some orders. Can we go get some um, ingredients for the slime? I said, what do you mean? She goes, I've got orders. And I'm thinking one or two. She had 15 orders for slime. <laughs> she made $400, <sighs> grade four. And then the last day before she before um, before uh, the Easter break, two yeah. days before the Easter break, she gets in the car. She'd been selling slime for like a month. Got in the car and I was like, what's wrong with you? And she goes, oh, Dad, don't get up me. And I said, what's wrong? She goes, oh, I've been busted for selling slime at school. <laughs> she goes, I can't sell slime anymore. I was like, fucking bullshit, you can't. I said, we're going underground with this shit. <laughs> I said, if you fucking sell it to someone, they've got to put it in their bag straight away. And if they get caught where they don't, they can't tell me where they got it from. Uh, and Dad is also going to grow these plants. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take about three months. We're gonna- and we're shifting some of that <laughs> yeah. as well. And then instead of selling the primary school, the primary school you're going to walk to the high that's school. Cool. <laughs> and that's, but that's the thing. Like, I... I She's, she's one of those, and yeah, like you can't clip the wings of your kids. Yeah. Like you, if if they're good at something, even if they're not good at someone, you you can still you if you can invest the time and yeah, you know, like you should with yourself. If you yeah. invest what what you invest in yourself with others, like you see them, you see them just soar. You see them, yeah, you know, they soar like an eagle. And yeah. it's not until you be negative, and you know I was negative when I was on the drink and all that sort of stuff. So even with this walk and being with Nate. Mm. He opened up a, a thing. Because he's my, been through so much in his life. He's man. been like, you know, he's his got dad, a, yeah, and yeah. Like, fuck, and then his and, wife, like, yeah, fuck. so much shit. And he just hit the the twelve days. Yeah, that's why I reacted when you said his dad was on there. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's Milo. awesome. Yeah, yeah Milo, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, he, yeah. he just had a stroke. The big fella, and oh, I love. Is he Milo. right? Yeah, he's all right. He man, he just he he Milo Tony Nate's dad. 
he just cruises, mate. Like he yeah. he has got such a beautiful family. Like his sister, his mum, like they're not together, but you know his brother Callum. You yeah. know they're all just like he and Nate. The thing is with Nate, what I learnt is time. Mm. He gives people time, and I and I'll, I'm guilty of not giving as much time as what I should to people because I'm like I said, I go back to that whole. I'm in a I'm in a hurry. I'm, I'm in a yeah, hurry. Yeah. Get out of my get out of my way now. I, now, like even to the point where we're in Cairns, we started in Cairns, and um, I, I said, right, we're going we're, we're going down to this pub. And he goes, yeah, I'll meet you there. And I got there and I rang him. I said, where the fuck are you? I was there, I was there with Courtney and the kids. I said, where are you, mate? Where are you? He goes, mate, hang on, hang on. He said, I'm just having a coffee with my grandparents. I'll be there in a half an hour. Mm. Just settle down. And then he like he come in with his grandparents and his mum and his dad was there. He came into the pub. And instead of what I would have done, see you later, grandparents. I'm going to the bar to get a drink. Yeah. He made sure, that, and this, and it was only a little thing, but I picked up on it, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck me! This is what I. This is how I now need to live my life. Is yeah. make sure they're right, and then I look after myself. Yeah. And I, and I won't get it right 100 percent of the times. Yeah. And neither will Nate. And neither, and neither did yeah. Nate. And yeah. and neither does Nate. But yeah. but no. And but, but you can't hold yourself to perfection. You can't. And and. Because that's, that's when you start fucking having like the negative self. Serious yeah, shit. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I, I know for a fact I'm not positive. Uh, not not 100% fucking the greatest. Yeah. And I know that I've got flaws and I know they've got big flaws, but I want to change that around. And through this walk and being with guys like Nate and meeting the people that I met during these in these communities, yeah, like they're not selfish. They're, they're, they're not selfish. They're selfless. They... they they wanted to come and hear me and what I was doing, and then and then tell me their story and and give me time. So yeah. in fact, them giving me time wanted me to give myself more time to them as well. Yeah. And you know, like I said, being being with Nate and you know just having him around and sort of got into my psychic and yeah, like yeah. just makes me want to better myself. And yeah, yeah, he just well, dude, since I've known you, like I can't. It's probably been a couple of years now yep. that that I've known you. And like you've changed a lot, yeah. like it's been a big, it's been a, like a real big. I mean, granted, you were kind of on that wave like w- when we met, but yeah, like you, you were on the tail end of of <laughs> you know, like you were still like drinking and partying and carrying on a bit, and yep. then you were like fucking gnarly with the business stuff. Like you, the demeanor was very different, yep. and that's yeah, probably eighteen months really that, yeah. that it's been Massive. like that. And I mean, I remember, I remember you did the three day fast. Yep. And then I remember you did well. You did one walk from Gold Coast to yeah, Tweed the, or something like that. Did the hundred? I've done yeah three hundred k's. I did one on Saturday. I did oh, a, did you? Did a twenty four hour hundred k walk on Saturday. That was after I got back. So I did it on Sunday. So a Saturday into Sat Saturday into Sunday, and I probably shouldn't have because my body still hadn't recovered from the walk from Cairns. Mate, the last six hours, probably the last eight hours. Fuck. Really. That was. Pain brutal, cave. brutal. I, I I ring my missus because the first walk I did. Sorry to cut you off. The no, first no, no, walk, no. the first walk I did, um, I probably did it two years ago, and I started at six in the morning, so I was fresh. Yeah, and that. Well, that that's was, when we met. Then it was, was, it was around the same time. It was just before that. That was brutal, and then I did I did another walk where I started at twelve o'clock, so I'd had six hours of being awake or seven hours of being awake, and then started the walk. But then I started my walk at two thirty on Saturday. Walked right through till two thirty afternoon Sunday. Yeah. And I rang my missus. I had six and a half hours to go. I rang my missus and told her to come pick me up. And she laughed at me. She said, "You got a job to do. I'm not picking you up. You're not giving up." And it took me 
from um, um, Kavalov. I got up there at 5.36 o'clock, so I had six and a half hours left. And it's roughly from Caval to my place is 25 k's. If I did that fresh, it'd take me four hours. It took me nine hours, or it took oh, me it took me eight six, eight and a half hours. And now, what are you just like limping your way through that mate, pretty much? My my right leg was because I got no I got when I was playing footy I did my PCL on my right leg and I never got it fixed. Yeah. So about eight hours in, six and a half hours to eight hours in, I could feel it, and then I started overcompensating because that was hurting my right knee. Yeah. And I still had fourteen hours to go, you know, thirteen and a half hours to go. Ah, uh, yeah, and then this starts tightening up, and then that starts going, and then my left knee started yeah, going, and yeah, then my blisters, yeah. and then everything just started falling apart, unraveling at about the ten-hour mark, and then my mate owns the peak monkey, and I said, right, I, I ring Courtney, I said, Courts, I can't like, yeah, you know, twenty-four hours. I said I'm ahead of schedule. I've walked fifty k's in in um because I want so my rules are with myself. I've got to walk a hundred k's. And I've got to do it in 24 hours. Or if I get to 95 k's and I've got to 24 hours, um, I've got to keep on going until I get to 100. And if I get to 100 and I'm at 22 hours, I've still got to keep on going until I get to 24. So that's the rules. The rules are I've got to make the 100. Minimum requirement minimum is 100. Requi- a minimum requirement on but time. But regardless, you're walking for 24 hours. hours. Yeah. So I said to Courtney, I said, righto, don't get shitty at me. I said, I've, I've just spoke to Johnny who owns Pink Monkey. I said, I'm going in for a beer because I just need to have a break. Yeah. She goes, well, how long are you going to be in there for? I said, oh, probably 45 minutes to an hour. So Three days in, later. No, nah, three <laughs> days later I'm coming out. I've just, just emerged. No, but, <laughs> I just so come I, from there. So I, walked, so I went in there, had a beer with him, and my knees like, it sort of gave me that little, little bit of recovery. And it was only a little bit. Then I took off again, walked to uh, Broad Beach, yeah. and it just fucking going up that Burley Hill right at the end, Burley North, yeah, yeah, Miami, yeah, yeah, mate, it was brutal. And I was like, right, like this is this is going to be really tough. The next 13, next twelve and a half hours or fourteen hours are going to be really tough. Got to Karawa, turned around, came back, said to Johnny, I said, listen, I'm going to go back in and have another beer just because I need to have a break. So he goes, yep, right, I come and have a beer. Had a beer. Um, then walked to um, the Palm Beach Surf Club where I started. So I went Palm Beach Surf Club all the way down to um, Duramba, the yeah, border. Yeah, yeah. Did a um, come back in with Ryan, a walk with Ryan Hipwood. Yeah, sick. Yeah, a walk with Hippo. Yeah, Hippo yeah. came and did the first three sick. hours with me. Yeah, first 17Ks I think he did with me. And then dropped him up because he was over the border, so he had to be a Mexican, jump over the border <laughs> again. And then I went back to – so then, then I walked up to Karawa, then back to the – surf club where i started then back up the surface then back to um palm beach surf club and then i walked home so i then but i did like tracks in and out and all yeah. that sort of stuff to make up to 100 so i ended up going to 101 k's in 24 hours but six hours seven hours seven hours in between that 10 hours and five hours mentally i was i was tapped out i was gone and yeah. physically i tapped out you know, five hours prior to the 10 hours. Like, I was fucked. I was me- mentally fucked. But it's amazing what your body can do. But I tell you what, it's amazing. We talk about people who be negative to you and how it can affect you if it lets you. But with positivity, I let positivity in way easier than negativity because, you know, as a kid, you get you get encouragement, you love it. Yeah. Someone beats you down, Yeah. you go backwards. Yeah. So that's where I learned at a young age, negativity stays out there but let positivity in I was getting I was putting things up there saying I'm tapping out I'm going home yeah I'm done I had that many people direct message me ring me 
and and get me through. Like my dad come and join me for six hours to go, and he said, "Chris, I'm not letting you." He goes, "I'm not letting you give up." I said, "Dad, I want to give up." I said, "I'm fucked." And, yeah. I, and I was seriously because you're like, man, I've just walked from fucking cans to the goal. Like, <laughs> how much more of this shit I got to do? But, he, but he'd seen me go through my tough days on that walk too, and he was saying, "Chris, I've seen you." Yeah. fucking far worse than what you are now which I wasn't because he was just trying to he was yeah, trying yeah. to disguise the whole situation about how I was feeling mate there was 80 year old women walking faster than me and, and 80 year old men on with those walkers that were going past me and I was fucked and it's amazing when you get that encouragement and you get that support how much someone reaching out to you texting you saying listen walks you got this we've got you we've watched mm. the whole thing and you go fuck if I, if I quit now well, then they're going to be sitting there going, oh, fuck, what? Yeah, because people are invested. They're, they get invested yeah. and, and invested in a good way. Yeah. And it's awesome. And that's the human race. And if you if you, if you you can identify the human race for what it is, so yeah. there's, like I said, going back to there's good and there's evil. If you can, if you know that you're going to do something, and you're going to, you're always going to cop it. Yeah. Like Mother Teresa always had a negative, had, had a, had a, you know, people who would yeah. dismiss her and be negative towards her. Yeah. It's human nature. You know, Jonathan Thurston, one of the best players in rugby yeah. that ever done it. He had well, you can't have positivity without negativity. negativity. And if, if negativity doesn't exist, you'd have nothing to... There'd be no antithesis of it. Like you, nothing, It wouldn't exist. It wouldn't exist. We need it. You need it to know, to realign you. Yeah. And and when I have, neg- when I have people that are negative towards me, it just realigns me. Mm. And once you do that, and once you become happy with yourself and you can identify your where you need to align... And what you need to block out, fuck, life becomes so easy. Life becomes so good. Mm. It's it's amazing. I, like I'm so happy with myself. I can look in the mirror. Yeah, I was a shit cunt sometimes, but now I go right. I I need to realign myself and go right. I yeah. I need to do some things that are and it's know, basic shit, right? It's basic shit. It's yeah. basic shit. As simple as getting up at five o'clock instead of seven o'clock and have that two hours to yourself so why the why why are you doing the like the 100k walks like is there something kind of significant in that like are you just it's just a point to prove like no, a it's just thing mental, you do it's or? just mental toughness for me yeah. um because when you're playing when i was playing footy mm. it was all about mental toughness it was all about wayne bennett used to take us to canungra and do army camps for four days where you yeah didn't i remember sleep. i've heard you say these stories they're fucking crazy crazy right? like you know like these SAS guys, like they're tapped. Like yeah. these dudes are fucking tapped. Yeah. You know, those dudes who fight for our country and they, you know, some some of these guys won't sleep for, for 10 days because they've got a target that yeah. they've got to kill for yeah. Australia, you know, for to keep our freedoms alive. Yeah. You know, to make sure that there's no invasion from up north to come down and take over Australia. These guys are the front line to keep us safe. And these guys would, would come in and train us and talk to us about... You know, survival and all that sort of stuff, and being mentally tough. Now, when I when I because I've been out of the game for ten years, I sort of found myself going back to being very mentally weak, like mm. you know, taking shortcuts. Got involved with Fun My Challenge, these guys, and then you know we we started doing challenges for Fun My Challenge, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm going to start doing 100k walks. I'm going to walk from Cairns to Gold Coast yeah. because it's all about mental toughness. That's all about tapping into into a mentality that not many people can get to, and just doing that." Like people go, oh, how'd you do it? And I'm like, well, you just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just get up. It's just a, it's just something that was has been ingrained in me for a long time. And training as hard as I can with these guys, like a couple of the guys that I played football with, guys, oh, I couldn't do it. Bullshit, you could do it because we trained yeah, harder than these. It. Anyone could do it. You just got to put your mind to it. You got to mm. set you, you got to set yourself up 
mentally to do something and you'll do it. I don't care what it is, but nine times out of ten, you'll conquer what you can say you can't do once you put your mind to it. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, 100%. And I could see being an athlete as well. And like, you were like a famous athlete as well. Like, you were in the public eye, like on and off the field. And it's got to be, and I mean, I've, I can feel, I can feel the trappings of it all. Like I could see how it would come on even from this. Like we just went to WA and, um, we did this race and fucking, we were like celebrities for a couple of weeks, man. Like, cause we were, everyone knew we were going there. Like there was people that had never met us before. And and that was like in the smallest possible example of it. And it's like, Jesus, you could lean into that, you know, like you you could really take advantage of that. It feels good to have people fucking, thinking you're awesome and it's like but that's such a crazy false economy and if you spend like a a career which i'm kind of guessing you did like you didn't really have that insight when you were in the thick of your career like when it was headlines and tabloids and lawyers and fucking club sack and all the all the carry on you're just on this fucking crazy ride you're on this ride and and you back yourself and then it stops and it's like falling off a cliff that's why a lot of that's why a lot of sports people who have been in the public eye earn a lot of money once they finish playing, it's like dropping off this table. Mm. You know, they, they, they've got a, they've got a wage coming in, wage coming in, security, 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 fame, people fame, loving you, slapping you, you in the back, buying yeah. your piss, fucking setting you, you know, going to restaurants, not paying for a fee, going into nightclubs and having the best booth and fucking having the sheilas all around you and the the good sorts and whatever you, whatever you wanted you could have, but once you retire and you're out of the game and you're out of the limelight and you're and you're not earning all that money per month. And it's dead set like falling off a cliff. If you haven't, if you're not smart with your exit strategy, which I was, like I saw my two brothers, both professional football players, one two years, one four years older than me, hadn't, you know, hadn't really thought about. Now they've now they own very very successful businesses now, but they struggled for two years financially because they had to go supplement the wage that they were on playing footy by getting a normal job, being in the real world now i hate using that word real world because we are in the real world we're we're in more of a real world than a person who's laying bricks not that anything wrong with laying bricks but you you hit it you hit this it's honestly like falling off a cliff yeah every like it's like someone sweeps a carpet from under your feet you're falling flat on most of the guys fall flat on their ass and they don't have the tools mentally um well to, it's like to adapt it's like yeah uh, it's like that you always get fucking knocked out by the punch you don't see right that's right and and the thing is if you can see that punch coming yeah well then you're you've got your guard up yeah but you know what most of the guys are still here going fucking bang 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 yeah instead of there's your guard right yeah. I'm, it's coming i know it's coming let's set the play for when that comes and then throw a counter punch yeah and i, I had the counter punch i had my earth moving ca- in terms going. of business but probably not personally no not personally but the NRL, and I'm only talking to the NRL, they 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 give the players the tools to adapt now. Yeah, okay. But back in the day, yeah. it was fucking free for all. You see you later, you know, whatever you go, you know, best of luck. Yeah. Not even a check or not even a... a no you know, watch. <laughs> no gold, yeah. fake Rolex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that, you know, it's just fucking they set you on your way and see you later, thanks. Then they bring the next crop of guys coming in. You're, you're, you know, you're burnt product, you're out, yeah. you know. You know, you're used to them, but now they they set the tools for the players that are, you know, they give them the opportunities of going into certain things well before they retire. And most of the guys now are smart. Again, social media, a lot of the boys 
yeah. um, who are smart with their social media. Like Minicello's fucking got like crazy yeah. businesses and yeah. shit going, eh? Like and, a lot of the boys do. And he, But he also too had Uncle Nick help him or, you know, guide him. I, yeah, won't, say, yeah. I won't say, I won't say, you know, but he, he was a mentor for him. He had Mark Boris. He's got, you know, these yeah, guys, true, eh? Anthony Bell, these guys who are mega fucking successful. Yeah. And that's what... That's what rugby league, smart rugby league players do. Like, that's what I found when I was playing. Yeah. And instead of going to these sponsors functions, yeah. some of these yeah. sponsors, mate, they're worth fucking billions of dollars. Yeah. And the reason why they're a sponsor of the club is because they love footy. Love footy. Yeah. And you know what? If you show them a little bit of interest in what they do, they're going to go, you know what? Fucking walks, mate. I got this fucking, I got this, uh, this uh, contract we need a couple of these dudes you want to start this business I'll give you the fucking that's work that's it that's yeah. it and that's where the smart guys go you know what fucking instead of walking into a sponsor's function and sitting with the players they've spent the last eight hours with at yeah. training yeah. and network the room get around and show some interest into what the sponsors are actually doing there what their core business is how you can you know how you know if you say oh yeah what do you do mm. oh, yeah, how long have you been doing that for automatically a, a, a wealthy, successful person, not even a, not even a wealthy, a successful person in business will go, hang on, walks, come here. Tomorrow, I'm at, what time do you finish training? Come and have a coffee with me and I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, right, oh, fucking here we go. Because that's yeah. what I did with my earth moving. Yeah. Got talking to a, got talking to a, um, a, 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 um, a grass company that was supplying, that supplied the grass for Skilled Park. We need, a, we need an excavator and a, and a... No, we need a grader. No, we need a um, bobcat and a tipper. Yes. Yeah, I knew fucking nothing about it. I went out and spent $150,000 on a tipper and a bobcat, gave it to him. Sat there for fucking nine months and didn't do anything because I didn't know who... didn't know if I was dry hiring or wet hiring it, but yeah. I needed a wet hire it. Anyway, that turned to shit anyway, but that's that's a part of the learning curve. But it's an example of like an opportunity that arose from, yeah. you know, using the network that's tools right. and like kind of having that mindset while you were still a player. Exactly. And that's where the players now, they, they've got more than ever with social media. And again, yeah. you can either use social media to a detriment or you can... You yeah. can, you can but use like I always advantage. say it's like a hammer. You can build a house with a hammer or you can hit some cunt in the head with a hammer. Yeah. Fucking I'd rather build a house. Yeah, same tool, eh? Yeah. Um, man, there's one thing I was thinking about the other day too. Um, someone asked me about success, like being successful. And uh, it's it was funny to think about because I was like, oh, so there's probably a lot of people out there that think they're not successful. Like they think success is a place that's kind of down the road. And I was talking- And you're driving Ferraris and living in, living in them. Well, that, it's like, it's not, you're not- successful now like if you don't have this 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 and this done like then you're not successful there's like a definition around it and there's like conditions and if you don't meet those conditions then you can't be successful and but i was thinking i was like man i feel like you could like let's say you're a person that's like no nah, i'm not really successful at anything i do you could build success into your day even at your lowest point you know like at, at any point at any time somebody could be successful in their day and then they do another day where they're successful in their day and then another day where they're successful in their day and you can literally build your own success like if you change what it looks like well let's say if you've got no money right now kind of in between jobs blah 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 like you could just paint the most negative scenario and then you could be like fuck first thing you do is you get up then you like lay in bed for a while then you're on instagram for an hour then you see a hot chick on tiktok and then you look at Pornhub. you know like so yeah 
you're not fucking very successful. But you could have like the same dude with all the same scenario, with all like you know bank account at fucking zero. That dude could get up, go for a run in the morning, like do yep. something. Just be like, man, I'm just gonna try and help someone today, you know. And then you go down, you fucking help a lady, you know, load of groceries. Like all this just kind of arbitrary shit yeah. that you could do that. Like, if then you looked back on your day as, like, here I was, day one, piece of shit, to, like, I'm going to build success, you'd look back and you're like, it's a fairly successful day. Like, I did a run, I helped some people, I did this, this, and this. But that, but that also sets the tone, then. Yeah. But, see, like, so success is something that you can cultivate, like, at any po- point, at any time, you know? And you can, like, take success from these small um things that that you're doing and i think that sort of speaks to what you're talking about with the way that you've changed some shit in your life like you've just slowly built this new newer more successful version of yourself yeah i I think that i think that that all comes down that being successful for me is, is is your routine and being happy with yourself and setting goals yeah that's for me like i went i went through i was very successful with my career very successful with my business and then i hit rock bottom and then I just become sitting at home. I had no goals. I had no ambitions. And that happened for about two or three years. And I went, fuck this. I'm 37 years of age. I need to change something. And a- another big thing with success is if you can change your group of friends. That yeah. that once if you if you're if you're in a bad mindset, you'll be you'll be with dead shit. Yeah. But if you if you change your if you take three of your dead shit mates out of your out of your circle and then you surround yourself with better people then you then you've already become successful because yeah. you're already making that change it's all about change it's all about progress it's all, i think success is all about progress yeah. and p- progress in the right in the right way yeah. in a, in, a, in a positive ma- mindset that's f- that's success for me yeah. but then yeah there's also also success you know you, you got a million dollars in your bank because you've worked hard yeah but i think it also it changes for for me is is taking little things out of negative things out of your life and yeah. you don't need to change everything straight away yeah. but it's just chipping the back chipping back those negative things or, yeah. or things that drag you back or an anchor yeah. if you have an anchor well then you can't be successful yeah the it's right to what you said about um, people like surrounding yourself with good people the the way that I think about that now is like the there's just like a cause and effect cause and effect call it like and the the things that the thoughts that enter your mind are based on this cause and effect and you kind of there's like a a, i guess like a like for for example my best one of my best friends sam like i'm a certain person when i'm around him (laughs) like me and him when we're around each other it's just like just us we become like a person Yep. our conversations go a certain way we have the we enter into this mindset like we're both super into writing we're both um work really hard in our business we help each other quite a lot so we become like this group thing right and then that influences there's like just constant cause and effect so yep. the thoughts that are coming into my head when i'm around sam are as a result of the conversations we have the person that he is the person i am around him and then another example one of my mates Shane he's another one of my boys and he's my jiu-jitsu professor black belt we're very similar age we're into the same shit we both like smoking weed like we're we're a uh, I become a a version around him too so I think people need to understand in a way not need to understand people don't need to do shit but 
I think there's a, a way you can think about it is that you become a person or like you become a group you're surrounding person yeah if you're if you're with four of your mates you become one thing yep and if they have like three shit people and you're like kind of on the borderline like you're not really going to have control over the the thoughts that enter your brain when you're with those people it's going to go in the direction that those four people collectively will take it so you you are your friends you are your friends and and that's and that's when i was when i was when i was in a shit space i was i was hanging around with some dirtbags like like real dirtbags there's some of those guys that were they got there's one guy i won't even mention his name because he is a flea but <laughs> i was i was hanging around him and i was in that mindset I, I was i was disregarding my family i was fucking partying way too much and i was fucking just in a in a mindset that was now you doesn't even feel like you probably it, it didn't feel like me yeah like, but but i fell into that because i was weak yeah because nothing in my life was going where it should have been i took the easy option i took the easy road and i was like oh well fuck if, if they're doing it i'll do it and i'll you know, I'll leave I'll sneak out of the house and go party for two days and fucking not even think about it because I was weak and that mindset and the and the group that I was with now, but there's some guys in that group that now have got away from that particular person or particular two or three people and they have successful businesses now mm. but they they just fell into that trap as well but it's amazing when you change your group and if you're with a with a really good group that makes you feel good Stay with that group, but if you're, and then if you have other groups or other fr- friends that you're, that drag you down and make yeah. you not feel like you, well then fucking yeah. And then, dude, it even comes back to the thing about the TV. Like you become a different, you become a person. Like it's you're so influenced. Like, yeah. and and I definitely well, influence is a big one. Yeah, and but yeah, everybody like it's cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. Like this thing influences this thought, which influences this word, which influences this action. Like we're so easily influenced, and like yep. all we are is one influence to another. And it's like, man, you have to take control of the things that influence you, and the the things that influence you are like the people you follow on social media, the people you spend your time around, your workmates, like. I think that's probably the reason why in my life, like, I've never really had a job. Yep. I just refused. I just could Well, this is a job, but it's, it's something well, you I've love. Well, I've never had a, um, a nine to five. Like, okay, so not never. I have had a nine to five, but it was for like two, three years when I was yep. like 17 to 19 kind of deal. But I just couldn't be around people I didn't want to be around. Yep. Like, for whatever reason, man, like, there's a fucking severe mental block there. Well, and I was like, I would rather be a fucking bum than be stuck with cunts and have no fucking way of getting away from these cunts well this is this is my theory like i i you know obviously i worked for someone when i played football and that was for 13 or 14 years but i was still i still had the freedom to do what i want didn't have to work nine to five was sporadic but what but now i've even like i say to my missus i will never ever work for anyone else i'll always have a business i will never ever work for someone else to have to live their dream Mm. because once you work for someone this is my theory on it once you work for someone and, and they're living on a boat or they're yeah, yeah, holidaying yeah. fucking everywhere around the world and you know what while they're away for six weeks you're swinging off a shovel or, or you know doing accounting whatever the job you're doing for someone is now there's people out there that love that they mm. love punching the ticket from nine to five and having their weekends to themselves not having the stress of dealing with a business or what can go wrong with business. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is that's it's all good to like, it's all good to um, not 
want those things but then you've also got to be prepared to just put the motherfucker on your back and just drag <laughs> yourself through the fucking drag yourself through the mud yeah, and, and that's and then that's pretty hard too and that and that is and, and there's a certain breed of people that do yeah. and and, and yeah you know, fortunately and i i think it's a, i think it's a, but I, like i said i don't have a problem with people who go punch the ticket from not it does yeah. not fucking because like i stay i stay in my lane i don't look over and go oh, i'm better than them because i own a business or i'm better than because fucking this this and this I, I go right. I, I've even said to my missus, I, I can't work for anyone. I'd yeah. rather sit on the couch and do fuck all, and whatever. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be on this earth to serve someone else. And it might yeah. be an ego thing, but and I, but I, I also like, I also like that that yeah, you know, anything can go wrong at any time when you own your business. And yeah, you're, and yeah, you've got it's to exciting. Deal. It's yeah. exciting. That yeah. that for me is exciting, and that yeah. that for me gets my gets me going a bit. And that's where I sit with it. But like I said, you know, I'm I'm not, not talking to anyone here and saying, yeah, this and, yeah, you know, fucking, yeah. I, I look down on people who work for someone else, but that's their that's their choice. But the, yeah, and the thing, I guess the like my point to it was just like it's so important the people that you're around and oh, it's like it is, man. you know and like it ronan is. works here and like hopefully we have a real good you know workplace and then it's like there's so you can find like these good workplaces but yeah it's like i just think the importance that you people need to place on just like doing what they can to control the inputs because yep. the inputs control the outputs and you that, know? like you said it goes to it comes from your, your group of friends and it also comes from the idiot box social media yeah and unfortunately you can't have your group influence you what you see on the news and what you see in the tv influences a lot of people yeah and we're, we're experiencing that right now with fucking how many people at the start now like i said they're waking up to it yeah. have been influenced because like i said at the start when we watch the news that influenced us when we were kids because it was real yeah and now people have been influenced by the news that, yeah. are, that are so misinformed and now we've got to go out and search the truth and when you've searched the truth you stumble across a thousand other things mm. trying to find the truth that mislead you down another path yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. unfortunately how we do it like I, that's what I do I found even when during the elections and that I found myself fucking being guided down one and you know with well, that's the problem. Like, that's the fucked up thing, man, is that there's algorithms at play. That's right. So it's not that's even... just about to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't, even, you can't even think to yourself these days that you're doing the research. Because it's like, dude, I know. Like, my business is that fucking algorithm. Like, I'm at <laughs> war with the YouTube algorithm. I'm either at war with the YouTube algorithm or it's my biggest ally. <laughs> you know? And it's just like it, Instagram and YouTube and all these things, dude, like they fucking give you what you click on oh man over and, even when and they it's so refined even when you talk about something yeah you look in the look on facebook and it's there and you're like fuck i was only talking about that with my mate like i wasn't searching that like i wasn't searching fucking throwing midgets but i was talking about it and fucking all of a sudden fucking <laughs> midget, midget throw, high come up midget high come up fucking you know just shit like that like yeah. just fucking fucked up shit like the world at the moment like i i i've had this my kids are my twins are about to turn eleven, and my thirteen-year-old. But they're very, like, they're very intelligent and inquisitive at that age. I, I've said to my kids in the last year, the world is a really strange place at the moment. Yeah, it's a fucking really strange. It wasn't the world wasn't always like this. Wasn't like when I was your age. When yeah. I was your age, eleven and thirteen, fuck, it's totally different. Yeah, 
and it's only going to get weirder. Yeah. And that's a weird thing. Like for me, I'm 41. Keep on saying I'm 41. I am 41. <laughs> but it's fucking weird. The world is so weird. Yeah. And I, and if you, if you, I find now, and I, I don't know if I've said it, but I find if, if I let the world, if I, if, like I know it's, I know it's a lot different from when I was a kid. And it sort of bothers me, but if I let it really bother me, well then fuck, I'm gonna be end up in a. I'll end up in a straitjacket. Go read that fucking prayer again, bro. That's right, and that's (laughs) it. Yeah. Um. So the the ice bath thing, I wanted to go back to that. How did you find that? Had you done it before playing footy a lot of times? Like, was it some? Because that's a that's a pretty challenging thing to do. Yeah. See, the thing is, when we're when we're playing, when I was when I was playing footy, and I was a young kid at the Bronx. Yeah, like I used to get really bad shin splints, so I used to stand. You yeah. know those, you know those, yeah. you know those, the little, the little bins. Yeah, and you put, you can put a, you can put a black lining in there. It's like the, they're about that tall. Yeah, I used to put them on my legs. I used to stand in ice bars like that, and then, then it progressed to doing ice bars up to your waist, and then now you're doing ice bars up to your, yeah. to your neck. I do ice bars up to my neck. I find that ice bars for me, at my age, are fucking a godsend i yeah. love them i i absolutely love them and and the thing is when i do an ice bath I'll, I'll do it up to my neck so just my head showing and the first hour uh, first minute and 15 seconds yeah is just fucking like you just got to tap into yeah. something in your brain that goes i'm not don't get out don't get out but then as soon as i calm my breathing down close my eyes i'll, I'll generally close my eyes and I'll, clo- I'll calm my breathing down I hit a, a massive high. Like I go into this, like it's. I can feel for the first minute and fifteen seconds. I can feel my body adapting. It's adapting and it's telling me to get out, telling me to get out. But my brain's saying stay, 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 mm. because it wants to experience a high. Mm. Like it's a fucking high. Like it, I can feel, I can feel it come into my neck and then it just goes into my brain, makes my brain and my face mm. sort of glaze over. And then I have this for about forty-five seconds. I'm in a state of euphoria. Like I'm in a serious state of euphoria. Like I fucking love it. And then um, working where I'm working at the moment, that fund my challenge. We've got they've got a massive big deep freezer. Oh they yeah. Could probably fit two people in it. But we what we're doing. Um, Theo, we had a bit of a pissing contest. Like he jumped in, did four minutes. I did four and a half. Next day he did five minutes. I did five and a half. And then it become this whole like yeah. I'll do longer and longer and longer. And then I went away for a week. And this is before I started my walk. And he jumped in there for ten and a half minutes. And it was minus one degrees because oh. he's got the gun in there. So I jumped in for 12 and a half minutes. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to blow him out of the water. Mate, I nearly died. Like I got out and I was having anxiety attacks. Like I was fucking, I couldn't feel my body. And I was like thinking, maybe I've overcooked this whole shit. Yeah. But I love him. I, I like for my body and re- rejuvenation and especially with the walk with yeah. my hips and my knees. Yeah. Fuck, man. Even in the same thing with my. Um, intermittent fasting where I fast for three days yeah I had the same feeling like, dude I need to do that I've been is, fucking thinking about it, it, it it's awesome I, I love it and I, I got I got Theo um, he's the CEO of Fund My Challenge I, I got him yeah on doing the fast he loves them absolutely loves them and the benef- the benefits Fucks my mornings though coffee yeah I know I know but you just change it to a black coffee to a, to, yeah, to, to a long black you, yeah, you can true. do it you can yeah. drink like Anthony Minicello he got me onto it yeah and Minnie was talking to me one day because um, when Minnie was playing, he had back surgery on his back. Mm. He was out for two years. When he came back, still looked like an Adonis. 
I can. I know it must be something in the Italian bloodline that he yeah. had. But he, he's but half he, stallion. Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he's racehorse. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I got talking to him. And I said, mate, listen, I've got, to, I've got to change some things in my life and whatnot. He goes, mate, do some intermittent fasting. He said, just. But the thing is, I didn't do sixteen off eating, eight hours eating, yeah, sixteen yeah, like every yeah. sixteen hours. Yeah. Fast for sixteen, eat for eight. I I just went straight into a three day fast. Anyway. Because what he said to me, he goes, mate, it, it knocks back all your inflammation, yeah, your joints, yeah, your arthritis. It's good for your arthritis. It's been known to to eliminate arthritis with people with arthritis. He said, how how I got onto it. He said, during my career when I had my back surgery, I was out for two years. Then I come back and played another three years when I after I finished my back surgery. And then when he finished, he wasn't yeah getting the hits. He wasn't training as hard. Wasn't eating right. And he said, um, the scar tissue and the arthritis in my back were so bad he said I went back to the specialist and they said right Anthony we're going to have to operate your back again he went mm. went home to his missus and said fuck that I'm not doing that again and he said that was torture and then he started doing fasting like he was fasting for three days then he would eat for 20 he wouldn't eat for 20 hours then eat for four and then so on and so forth and he said he went back to the specialist 18 months later with no pain he said, I was like what's going on here and what the body had done it had eaten eaten away all the inflammation eaten away the, the inflammation yeah. eaten away the he said he had about a like scar tissue but that much that was on his spine that was rubbing and it was giving him grief went away and he said the surgeon went mate did you get get surgery who'd you get who did your surgery he said no i've been doing the intermittent fasting so he was he's doing it for four years i think now five years he's not as regiment as he was when he had his back problem because he'd read up about it but my left my right knee where my pcl, PCL. if i walked 5k if i got up and walked when I was when I was doing like when I started doing the waking up at five o'clock going for a walk for forty five minutes, I'd come back and my right knee would just be swollen. Now I know that my knee was sore, but that's after walking sixty k's. But if I'd have done that without doing intermittent fasting, mate, I probably would have walked five k's and my knee would have blown up and I would have jumped on a flight at Cairns and came home. And it is so beneficial for me. I got a lot out of it. Now I don't know if everyone else has don't know if it's all their cup of tea, but I know myself and it's not in my head that my body worked so much better mm. after i do after i far after i was far like started doing my fast and i'd you know it's really hard when you when you first start like I, the first three-day fast i've ever did and that was straight off the bat that was without even working my way into it the the benefits i got six months later were fucking through the roof mm. and I, i've got to get back i'm not as strict into it as what i was and i noticed now like yeah, you know, my back's starting to be a little, little bit sore, and yeah, you know, just those little tweaks of the the footy injuries that I got through my whole career are starting to come back and giving me that little bit of grief. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're nowhere near as what they were before I started. Yeah, have you um have you do you take any supplements and shit? Oh, not really. I I mean, if I like I said, if I talk to Greg and and Pico there at Body Science, they'll they'll give me something and I'll I'll do some supplements, but they're they're not my daily routine. But when I was on my walk on my seventy day pilgrimage um i used to like they gave me a lot of the product and i loved it it was it was it was awesome and i was sort of falling away from that routine of i'd love to be able to get back into it but you know just waking up my routine in the morning was waking up my dad used to make my protein shakes put in the fridge to the back of the car and and that was my reward yeah when yeah. i finished my walk was yeah oh so you were walking fasted yeah no no i was i was no i see the thing is i wouldn't eat i'd before I left, we'd, we'd, 
you know, if we're driving back to where I finished the day before and I was going past a roadhouse, would uh, boys, oh, the yeah. boys were going for a coffee and a, and a bacon egg roll, I'd have I'd have one or two hash browns. What was the best bacon egg roll you had? No, I didn't, you? no I didn't. I didn't, oh, eat, didn't I, I didn't have any bacon. So my routine was if we went past the McDonald's, the boys were going to get yeah you know, their coffees and yeah you know, bacon egg roll. Um, if we went past a roadhouse, the boys would go get coffees and bacon egg roll for breakfast. I wouldn't have anything. I'd have two hash browns, and that was it. And that would so from six o'clock right through to two o'clock, I'd have I'd, I'd have two hash browns, or I'd have one hash brown. I wouldn't have anything at all. Mm. I wouldn't have any more than two if I did have anything to eat. Yeah, right. I have been doing uh, glucosamine like, oh, yeah. every single day. So I we had. Uh, this guy on the podcast, Jeff Ballard, he's like an Australian fucking icon. The dude is in like two wheel sport and um, he's 62 years old and fucking smokes me on a bike. Like, and I ride a lot and he, like, he's a fucking gun. And uh, so one my Shane, the bloke I was talking about jujitsu, cause like, man, all my fingers and stuff are all fucked up from jujitsu. Like the knuckles get super swollen or like yeah. a lot of inflammation and stuff from gripping so hard. And then, like, my shoulders and my hips. I fucking broke my hip last year. So, like, I am feeling oh, yeah. old. That's right. Yeah, I was in there when you did Yeah, it. yeah. And I'm old. Like, I feel really old. So, anyway, Shane got me this uh, glucosamine. He's like, dude, you have to take this for your joints. And I didn't take it. I was just... I'd have it, like, once every now and again. I'd, I'd like, train. And then if I remembered... Because that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's exactly. Muscle memory. Yeah, it's not that I didn't want to take it. I just didn't think about it. So, then, uh, anyway, when... Uh, Jeff Ballard come on the podcast. We, he's like, I mate, glucosamine changed my life. Really? He's like, I. He he got to the point where he was like in his fifties, and he was like, I'm gonna have to stop riding. But he's like, I really don't want to stop riding. And uh, and he's like, I need to do something. Anyway, Stephen Gall, who's like another, he's another fucking legend. He's later in his sixties, and he is as fit as fuck, like yeah, yeah. chiseled at sixty. <laughs> and um, but they're all getting that like that way. Yeah, well, that's be all of us, yeah. I hope, you know, yeah. like there'll be a huge movement towards that. But yeah, so he said, oh, uh, Gawley told me to get on glucosamine. And I was like, well, if Gawley's telling you and you're <laughs> telling me, I really need to do this shit. So anyway, I do a mix every single night and I've been fucking so solid on this for months now. And it actually really helps my housemate. Really? My, my housemate's the exact same. So I do, um, I do glucosamine creatine and magnesium right yeah, magnesium yeah. i just put it all in a little shaker yeah and then i that's just my my drink before i go to bed and uh the one the biggest thing i noticed like first of all my hips were fucking just i'd wake up in pain every like yep. this is about a year ago since i did my hip and uh i'd say i'm like 100 percent now like within the last few weeks oh really it's taken that long it's been it, there is it, it is a change because i had i'd have the green veggies from body science yeah and then I'll have collagen. Yeah. The collagen. Um, it's, your skin does look good. <laughs> the, the collagen stuff, and which yeah. which is good for your joints and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and my protein shakes. But then I run out. Yeah. And I I, I did I I did feel it because every morning like with dad would just scoop scoop all of my shakes, have two of them, and I'd have one at the end, of, and that was my reward. Yeah. And it was beautiful. But then I, I ran out of my collagen stuff and my green and my greens, my green powder, and I noticed a massive difference with. 15 20 days to go yeah yeah no i've i have honestly i've wanted to talk about it on here it just hasn't really come up that, that everybody should do that yep. like the the creatine um helps you like like your muscles get full you know yeah, like it, you, it, yeah it, it, it holds it, it onto water it, yeah it retains the water yep but yeah the the biggest thing so my hips would be really sore 
Really? Like, but that was obviously from breaking my hip. Yeah. But that pain is like slowly going away. And man, the fucking, like my feet. Like when I really? get out of bed in the morning, it's from jujitsu. Like people yeah. are like trying to footlock and there's yep. like, there's submission holds that you do on your legs. And that is pretty prevalent now. Like a lot of people are doing these leg locks. Um, yep. So every day people are trying to rip your feet off <laughs> and fuck, I'd get out of bed. And my housemates are saying he does jujitsu as well. We're both just like on the tiles, man. It feels like I've fucking got like loose marbles floating yeah, yeah, around yeah. my feet and I'm just fucking, oh, it was the worst. Man, I haven't had that. Really? All, like gone. Well, see, that, that's completely. the thing. When I, when I had my fasting, when I was when I was fucking right into my fasting, I bang, like really, my joints because, like I said, just eats all you and yeah, and even even my even my fat content because obviously your your body's going right. I eat, this prick's not feeding I gotta me. Got to get anything I can have. This prick's yeah. not feeding me. I'm gonna that that fat store that's been there for ten years. I'm just gonna start munching into that, and then it's full of energy and all then the fucking, shit that's stuck in your fucking in my, your intestines and stuff. My um, mental clarity through the roof. Like yeah, vision, that's what I remember you saying. My vision fucking through. But my mental clarity, like the first time I did it, first time I... So I've done... Yeah, I remember the first time you did it. It was man, wild. I hey. was fucking... I was beaming. Like the first... Because the first day is habit. Like you walk in, you go to the fridge, you go to the pantry, and I, and the 10th time I did it in that day, I was fucking frustrated. I was like, fuck, why am I doing this? My gut was... Talk, talking to my brain going listen idiot fucking feed me you need yeah. fucking food you're gonna die you're yeah. gonna die I need food yeah. that's that's the thing that goes through your head yeah. then I slept then that night I fucking slept normal slept good woke up the next day is like fuck went to go get me wheat bix because I used to love eating me wheat bix each morning fuck can't eat it so then, you might, then your mind starts going listen dickhead you don't need food and then your guts go, mate, fucking feed. <laughs> like, yeah. You're just having this internal battle. It's a, war. it's a fucking internal battle the whole day, the whole three days. But the first day, 10 days, fridge, pantry, look at the fridge, go, fuck, water, drink of water. And then have a, a shot. And then the um, when I got to 48 hours, I was 48, 48 hours into it, and I'd, speak, I'd spoken to Benny Shea, another guy who'd, who put me onto it as well. So I'd, I'd spoken about a bit of a guru. Then I'd spoken to Mini about it. I was like, Mini, fuck this. From 44 hours to 48 hours or 52 hours, it was in the afternoon. Walked in, Courtney was cooking chorizo um, sausage. Yeah, oh, and I just fucking like. wafted straight in and I got oh. real frustrated. I was fucking frustrated and I wasn't thinking straight. But the, during the day, I felt good. I'd only walked to the fridge three times. So first day, 10 times. Yeah. Taught myself not to walk to the fridge three times. Then in the afternoon, when dinner, Fuck, I'm hungry. and I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> Then that night, I fucking slept like a bag of dicks. I was fucking up. I was having like psychedelic dreams. Woke up in the morning, five o'clock, going fuck. No, three o'clock. I'm gonna die. Like my, my legs and my body were aching. I was like fucking hell. Like Minnie, why are you talking me into this? Benny Shea, why the fuck are you talking me into this shit? I'm like fuck me. And I thought I was gonna die. Laid there till about four o'clock. Went back to sleep. Woke up at five with the alarm. Fucking nudge my missus said, fucking take me to the hospital. I was thinking I'm going to die. And she's looked at me. Really? You got that? Yeah, I I was fucking in my head. And then then I got up at quarter to five after laying there and fucking hate myself because I was just so fucking hungry because I'd never done it before. So my body was in shock. I got into full shock. Got up, 
fucking went to go to the toilet and I sort of half stumbled and Courtney's like, are you alright? Like by that time she was half awake. So you're fuck, taking the piss. Yeah, mate. you're taking the piss. And I said, fucking, right, I'm just, I'm going to go for a walk to see if I can, you know, beat this. Yeah. Anyway, walked down, did a walk, got halfway through my walk, about 20 minutes into my walk and I was like, fuck, nah, I'm, nah, I'm going to go have something to eat and I was like, fuck, I can't do it. I could have promised myself to go the 72 hours. So I, by that time I still had 12 hours to go yeah right before i could eat or might have been even a little bit touch over 12 hours anyways like fuck this shit so i went to the coffee shop where i usually get me coffees in the morning so i had two black coffees uh no one one long black and fucking one flat white yeah got in the car and i was feeling all lightheaded and shit drank the coffee mate it was like a magic potion and i just no shit no shit from the time I got the coffee and drank the coffee at the coffee shop to the time I got home, which is about 6Ks, so five minutes, 10 minutes in the car, I hit this level of fucking euphoria shit where I was just, I was on the fucking phone from the time I got, like, it was like magic, it was like magic potion. I just hit this level of fucking, like, like I was on speed or fucking some sort of drug. Oh, yeah. By the time I got home, gave my coffee, gave Was that the first coffee you'd had? No, no, this is the no, this is So this is day three coffee. This day three coffee. Yeah. Black long black, no milk, nothing, because that breaks you fast. Gave my coffee to my missus. By the time she left to go to work at eight thirty, she said to me, Chris, are you talk to me, be honest with me. Are you on Coke? Are you on fucking speed? Are you on fucking MD? What are you on? Because I was just fucking I'd gone from two hours earlier, three hours earlier. Wanted to go to the hospital. Call, call the fucking ambulance. Yeah. To right in your will. <laughs> bang! Just fucking my. And this is no shit. Like, yeah. And I'm not talking fucking shit. This I remember is, when you did it. So I I, I, can, I remember. And it. for twelve hours, I was just fucking bang, on, vision, clarity in my mind. Everything was just buzzing, and and it stayed like that for twelve hours. What let me down? <laughs> Finchy. Uh, um. Um. Mini, I said, righto, what do I eat to break the fast? He said, whatever you do, this is this is the day before. This is the morning of us because we're still yeah. learning about what I was doing. He said, whatever you do, don't have anything greasy. Don't have potatoes. Don't fucking, you know. Just go easy. Bone broth, um, this. You know, he gave me soups, this. Uh, but beforehand, because I was so hungry the day before, I went to the butcher, got got a massive big slab of fucking um, um, pork belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Mate, this is no shit. I'd prepared it the day before, salted it. Fuck, I knew that the, the, <laughs> it was going to be the crispiest skin ever. Put it in the fridge, salted it all day. Fucking, I was like, you're dead. I'm going to eat you after 72 hours. You're fucking mine. Patted it down, fucking no oil on it. Salted it. Fucking, was, the skin was that dry. He said, whatever you do. And at four o'clock in that afternoon, it's like, fucking, I feel amazing. Fucking, boom, straight in the fucking, straight in the oven. <laughs> Eight o'clock when I broke me fast. Well, I think it was eight o'clock when I broke me fast. I ring Finch. Yes, and Minnie, I said, Minnie, I've done it. And he goes, Right, what are you having for dinner? I said, Mate, I've been cooking these potatoes. So I put the potatoes in the in the um, boil the potatoes off so they were soft. So when you put them in the oven, they just crisp up. <laughs> Mate, I fucking first bite of me on me beef of me um, pork belly burnt the shit out of my mouth because I was that hungry. Yeah, mate. From eight from five minutes past eight when I finished my first meal to about. 11 o'clock at night I laid in my rumpus room on my gut on my back fucking felt like felt that bad like I was I'd gone from 
12 hours of euphoric feeling to three hours after I'd fucking finished my fast and eaten shit to the worst feeling I've ever had in my life, cramping up, sick, dizzy wow. spells, spins. And, and then got up the next morning, I rang Minnie. I said, Minnie, that's what I had. He goes, mate, whatever you do, you know, fucking next time you go on a fast, just do it. Then I did the fast next time. I I hit the the level of euphoria about thirty six hours in this time, so it come in early, and then I just hit moments of just like I didn't want to eat. Mm. I got to seventy two hours and I didn't want to eat. But like Minnie said, he said there's no real benefit after seventy two hours or fifty four or, or um or ninety hours or eighty four hours or eighty four hours into your fast. You can go you can go ninety six. You can go the you know that that long. But he said there's no real benefit. There's yeah, it'd just be more of a mental thing at that point. More of a mental thing. He said, "Yeah, you'll get benefit." And he said, "Whatever you do, don't do don't do a seventy two hour fast every month. Yeah, do it every three months or every four months, and you get the benefits out of it." But the benefit I got out of it was, you know, my inflammation on my knees and the, and the injuries that I had with playing football. My lower back, lower back, everything went. My lower back, I didn't have any problems with my lower back. My, my right um, PCL, my um, posterior cruciate ligament, and my right knee no inflammation when I was walking around and when I'd stand up like I've, my lower back's really bad if I stand up for 45 minutes or longer I've got to sit down because I've got chronic back pain mm. but that all went away and I was like fuck this is there's there's benefits to it mm. there's benefits to putting good food and, and wholesome food in your body that's you know organic or whatnot. I don't really live that life of you know organic fruit or organic food or organic meat but that if the choice is there, I'll have it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, I, I definitely, I really want to do it. Maybe this will be the thing that really you got You got to do it. it. And you know I'll what? I'll just do. I'll do twenty four hours to start. Do twenty four yeah. hours. Easy way. In it, then do thirty six, and yeah. then do fifty four, then do seventy seventy two. But, but like I, I've found the boys that my mates that have that I've convinced to do it, love it. They don't live and breathe it, but they'll have a go at it. But. I've found the guys that have got more weight, they don't hit the level of euphoria. Yeah, right. But the guys who don't have a lot of fat, they they hit euphoric states and the, and their clarity. But the guys who then who you know when they start it have got a bit of weight. Yeah. They won't they won't hit that euphoria. But the next time they do it, they'll they'll have yeah, glimpses right. of it. But then when they start losing weight and they start getting into that routine, yeah. they hit levels of fucking clarity of awesomeness and fucking yeah. euphoric state. It's, it's weird how your body works. It's, yeah. There's so much science. Like, oh, and I, I, I'm not a professor and I don't claim to know everything about the human body, but I'm just going on my experiences. Yeah. And there's no bullshit to it. I just fucking... I, I would never sit in a seminar and hold a seminar about fasting and all that sort of stuff. All I've just taken advice by a couple of mates. Yeah. Yeah, that that are not in the medical game, and yeah, we talk about Pete Evans and all that sort of stuff and his yeah. way of living and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I was talking to Minnie. Minnie was like, he goes, "Man, I actually don't mind Pete Evans with what he's talking about with his food, his political side of stuff. He can yeah, stay he can there, keep but that there, but that, that's like Paul Checks kind of the same. Yeah, you I know, don't know Paul. Paul yeah, he's. A, I think he's pretty much just a similar dude. Have you ever done float tanks? No, I'm booking you in. Right. When's when's a good time? For <laughs> One hour. Oh, whatever. Yeah? Yeah. You do one this week. Well, what day is it? Probably not this week. Maybe next week. Yeah. The Freedom Float Centre in Burley, dude. It's the fucking coolest shit. I've, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. So I'll get you booked in right. for that for sure. But yeah, so I went... Um, This is fucking super... I can't explain this, but I got back from the Manji trip. We, we drove to WA and back in June. Yep. 
got back from the Mandy trip and um, dude, I'm like my whole life fucking chronic chocoholic dude. Like I since I've been back, you into it, dude. I'm like it's fucking out of control. Yep. And uh, I'd eat, dude. Some nights a whole block of Cadbury chocolate to myself easily. I'll have like four or five in the fucking thing at all times. Right. On the way here tonight, uh, today I fucking I was eating chocolate. Yeah. Fuck, I love it. Caramel. The the, what's the Cadbury one? The white one with the caramel. Oh, caramel. Caramel. Holy shut the fuck up. And 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 almond. The um, armored, um, the chocolate with the almonds oh, in it. Oh, almond joy. No, oh, the, no, the, the, the Cadbury with the. Um, oh, we don't have almond with the joy. nuts. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I like, oh, and yeah, almond. There me. There's that's me go to, and the hazelnut. Oh, hazelnut. There me. There me go to. Fucking lights out. So, with that in mind, I got back from WA. I have no fucking. Re- I have no idea why. I don't know what the fucking deal is. I got up. My housemate has soy and oat milk and shit. And I just got up and I was like, I think I'm just going to do soy milk in my coffee today, which is fucking absurd. And then, so I had soy milk and then I had chocolate in the fridge and I was like, I think I'm going to throw the chocolate out. (laughs) And dude, since then I haven't had a fucking, haven't had a piece of chocolate. I haven't had a a, a thing. I had milk in my tea the other day. I had Jess Dane was here and she was having a tea. I didn't have anything else to have with the tea. So I had a bit of milk. The fucking difference I feel in my body is astronomical, well, dude. Yeah, well, I drink three liters of milk a day. Yeah, fuck. I, I, I will sit there. My missus. My, my dad's the same, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get my three liters. I'll get my three liters, go to the IGA down the road. Yeah. Three liters of milk, and I'll, I'll skull a liter, put it in. Like, there's been days, there's no shit, no shit where I've drank five liters of milk. And you ask, ask that what, is and I've, if my missus walked in here right now, she'd say exactly the same thing. So I'm not lying. Yeah. When I was away for my 71 days, Courtney reckons that they went through probably about four liters of milk the whole time that I was away. Yeah, right. I fucking love it, but dairy is so bad for you. Oh man, so sorry, dairy. No, the the que- dude, the I mean, it's a fucking bummer because we have like a real big milk industry, yeah. and like that's what I grew up in like fucking dairy farmers, like yeah. I'm Queensland, North Queenslander, and uh, yeah, but man, the difference is insane. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I used to wake up in the morning like like coughing up fucking all this shit, and like man, just I cannot explain the difference yep. i feel with just drinking soy milk in my coffee and not having any really? chocolate it is wild dude i might have so, changed it to almond flat white yeah dude, you know what's really good if bon talk soy, to me what's good talk to me what's good if bon soy is listening i so i love coffee like it's my shit yep. every, like i said every morning it's the thing i look forward to the most but the idea of not enjoying my coffee in the morning, I'd literally drink poison. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what's the same with weed? Like, there's probably shit that's yeah. bad with weed, but it's like, okay, well, the good outweighs the bad for me. So, like, everybody fucking deal with it. Yeah. And I was kind of the same with milk. I was like, the taste of my coffee in the morning outweighs whatever fucking benefits. Oh, really? That's how I thought. Yeah, right. But then, uh, yeah, so the, like, bon soy is insane. It's like a soy milk. I think it actually now tastes better. Like my coffee actually tastes better. Really, I'm gonna which change. Is, yeah, I'm which cha- is I'm, I'm definitely gonna change. I'm just try my it. Coffee. I'm changing my coffee. But I tell you what, also sorry before you go on. Yeah. Um, mushroom extract. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, life cycles. Life yeah, cycle. No, no, yeah. I, the last probably year I've been doing that. Fuck me. Really. So good. 
So I'm not giving them a rap either because I know, like we're just talking about, it just reminded me when you're yeah. saying yeah. about eating the so uh, soy and all that sort of stuff. My life cycle stuff, holy shit. Really? And I'm not giving them a rap because, but the um, reishi is the sleep stuff. Yeah. And I, like, I sleep really good at the best of times anyway. Oh, I got CBD here. Let me remind me when you leave because I'll give and, you some CBD. And CBD. Yeah. Whole, Have you got some? Oh, I've, no, the... Um, the stuff that I had is all gone. Um, we. I'll give you a thing before you leave. And mate, how, fuck the benefits of that, man! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still. Uh, so I've got this pain balm that I use. Um, so I got, I'll give you some of that as well. I had a, um, you know, how I say my fingers like yep. they get real sore from did you see this one in particular is fucked. Like you can run your finger along the knuckle. It's just like a a ball. It's like a yeah, marble yeah. in my joint. Yep. And that's like I grabbed a dude's gee both hands he just ripped it off and it just popped and um so the other day it was fucking killing me eh? and i i got a bunch of this pain balm and i put it around it and then i put a band-aid over it i just left it there all day and that actually did make a difference yeah. and then the uh i've got the oil that you put under your tongue or whatever yeah. and i mean the thing is like i smoke weed every day so like i've kind of I, I don't know i feel like i'd have to to be really honest about it for my own personal experience i'd have to not smoke weed for a while yeah. and then just yeah, so do, I don't, I don't just smoke, do that I don't you know? smoke weed yeah. I just I had the effects of that and I was like it's not like it gives you psychedelic no but it's just it's just relaxing relaxing yeah. and but yeah so everyone that I've given it to has said that it is quite I'll, good. I'll have to have a crack because I'll have a crack at anything <laughs> but yeah dude the fucking so just the the whole soy milk thing like I never thought I'd fucking change I never thought I'd not drink milk and then I did it and I was like, oh, it's good for you too. Damn, it's like, this is better. It's like <laughs> a, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. sometimes I think the problem too is like when you're trying to make a new habit, yeah. it's like you don't really want to make the new habit. Like I didn't want to stop stay drinking there. milk. I want to stay over here. Fuck. And I was, there was a part of me too that was like prideful when they were like, <laughs> when they were like oh, what milk do you have? Just normal milk, please. Like I actually, there was like a bit of pride in yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to be a fuck with it. it has soy, camel yeah, milk, fucking yeah. whatever other milks can come How the fuck do you milk an almond? <laughs> but like, I didn't want to be that yeah, dude, you yeah. know? But, um, but I'm, it, I'm trying, uh, yeah. But it is I, better, yeah. And, okay, right. And I'm that's so the fasting thing. You know, like you talk about the fasting thing and yeah. that's, it's like, ah. Oh, He's probably right. It probably is better. Yeah. And that's the same as the 5 a.m. thing. Like, if enough people are saying that you should do something, it's same with meditation, you know? Meditation's unreal. Yeah, do you, so you do with that? No, because my brain works. It's like I've got ADHD and I'm just fucking full on, full on, and I can't relax. Before I went to the walk, because I was um, Theo, he's obviously, he lives in Byron, he's got, a, he's got space... Um, yoga down at Byron, he, own, he owns that, and you know his wife Dunya a, a big into that. And he got talking to me about it, about just go into your room, switch the light off, ten minutes, mm. close your eyes, try and block everything out of your out of your mental. Just just stay in there for ten minutes. Lay That's down. Bad advice. Sorry. That's bad. No, advice. Th no. This is this is what. Well, I, he that's what he told you. No, he didn't tell me. Oh, no, yeah. I, no, that's what that's what I I want to change. My, that's what I want to do is just have whether it was meditation or what I. You cannot block out your thoughts. No, there's no, no, there's no, no one that can control. Or just that. like for me, it was slow, slow everything down. So I, walk, yeah. I used to walk into my room and switch the light off for ten minutes, be in the dark, kids be in the rumpus room away from me, so I couldn't hear them, couldn't hear the TVs, couldn't hear, and it was just silent. It's yeah. like when I wake up in the morning, but I didn't, wouldn't close my eyes, and I was reading things and keeping my mind active when I wake up in the morning at five o'clock. But when I, I, I did it for for seven days, ten minutes, just. 
breathing in everything out just laying on my back as still as I could tried to, I tried to stop everything with my breathing and just listen to my breathing fuck me 10 minutes was a life changer when I was away Courtney my wife who's never does that yeah she started doing it and she only did it for like three or four days she goes I noticed because she's like what are you doing I'm like 10 minutes in the room for that seven days yeah it was just during the week seven yeah. days fucking bang breathing and listening to you and, and I was I don't know if I, I didn't even know if I was breathing right in out my nose in yeah. through my nose out through my mouth and just switch and, and 10 minutes felt like I was there for an hour sometimes yeah and it was just to myself and I've when I was playing at the Titans we uh, used to do yoga and then this lady she used to do meditation yeah and it's the first time I just went into this whole fucking state of yeah my, and it's never happened to me before but I want to get back to that well did you ever have um, shit like that playing footy yeah that's what, at the Titans we used to do the yoga and that and nah like the feeling that you got from that you know how you just said you had like kind of that experience that you want to get back to did you ever have a similar experience playing footy like where you're just so in the fucking zone oh every every game you're trying to get in the zone like there was times there were times when I'd play and I'd score a try and I'd be that into the zone I'd beat five people and wouldn't even know that I'd beaten any yeah because they were just they were not there not there yeah like I remember a lot of my tries like if you know if they come up on you know Fox or whatnot and I'll go oh, fuck I scored two tries fuck I can't remember beating three blokes scoring that try I can't yeah. remember getting the ball from Lockie on the inside I can't like you're you're that in the zone yeah. that that try line was the only thing you'd focus on so yeah. everything else became oblivious Yeah. and it was weird and you talk to the good players or you know you talk to the players that you know Billy Slater you'd say right how, how'd you score that try and they go fuck I don't know it was just in the zone Yeah. and it's weird Yeah. like yeah you can you can watch back and go fuck I, I did beat and I stepped there and I palmed him I can't yeah. remember palming him I can't remember him being at the side of me and me going past him and I can't remember beating that fullback the way yeah. I did but all I can remember is scoring tries and you know everyone congratulating you and the crowd going mad Yeah. and and a lot of the times nine times out of the ten you couldn't hear the crowd anyway Yeah. because you, you it's weird how your brain goes eh? like it's weird where you go in situations like that you go fuck I can't remember nine seconds of my life however however long that <laughs> took me to get to the try line I can't remember the like the crowd was you know 50,000 people losing, it. losing their shit yeah. you can't hear it it just becomes yeah. you become so tunnel vision that you block everything out and all you see is that yeah. but before you get the ball crowd's there you know that there's a player there you know that there's a player there you know that you've got to beat them before you get the ball but once you get it everything just goes yeah. tunnel vision that's where I'm going to be that's the end goal it's like when I was with the walk I'd blocked all that out and I knew I had to be 30k's down the road I knew I had to score a try for the team to win and that's I don't know just something in your head like if I'd love to sit down with a scientist or a, a, a you can do that yourself right like literally so that's why I asked you that question I knew you would have had that experience right so you just go from being a, this is you in fucking five minutes. Yep. I can't quiet my mind down. It's so overactive. I'm fucking can't do this. This is this is how my brain works. Two minutes later, have you ever had this experience? <laughs> yeah, I had this experience every time I got the football. Yeah. So that experience is available to you. And, and and also too, when you it, it's weird because when you're in that zone of scoring a try, um, 
you can be in that zone before you get the ball. And I often think about like the big players that play the the game now, like they should be tearing people's heads off, but they're not because they're they're stuck in that in that moment where they are aware of everything. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing is when you get the ball, like I don't know the the universe is, the universe must align when you when you going to score a try that everyone just goes into it because you can still get the same ball mm. and be aware of everyone and get tackled yeah but then once you're in a zone where you block out everyone and you're there everything must just align well, so what i think happens um and this is my experience through like a lot of meditation is so what you're explaining is there's no conversation in your head about your experience so when you're standing at the line and you've got these players in front of you and you're like, okay, I'm fourth tackle, I'm probably going to get the ball. i got this, 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 and this. Here we go. I'm going to fucking blah, blah, blah. That's a conversation. Like you're having a conversation in your head. That's what a thought is. A thought is a, a conversation. Awareness. Exactly. You're like, you you have this thought come in. It's a conversation with yourself. You're relating your experience back to yourself. Like right now, so you go, I am here. This player is here. It's They're already there. Yeah. But you're having a conversation. You're relating your your experience back to yourself. You get the ball. The conversation stops, and then if <laughs> that's what that's what happens, the conversation stops. And it's then, magic. And then you just do. You're experiencing the experience. You're on autopilot. Yep. And the reason why, in my opinion, the reason why you score a try on the time when you hit the the zone and you go on autopilot is because you're just purely having the experience that you're having. And there's like everything else. So like if you've that conversation about, oh, this is here, that's it. That's like an extra layer on top of experience, right? And then so wherever you end up, like your conversation with yourself, the more shit that's going on in your head, that's the further away you are from the actual experience, which like that's called the zone, right? So that you're using getting the ball as a vessel to get to that place. You know that place is available to you when you get the ball. And you only have ever related that to... As a young kid, even exactly. when you're a young yeah. kid, you're relating that... Yeah. It, it's, a very desi- it's a very desirable experience. And it's the same reason why I ride motocross. It's the same reason why I do jiu-jitsu. It's the same feeling that you get when you first push up and you stand on a surfboard that first, like everything's gone you're just so engulfed in the moment yeah. because the conversation serves no purpose and if you are talking to yourself while you're pushing yourself up on a surfboard about to have a wave you've gotten now further away from the experience yes. that's at hand and you you've got more of a yeah, chance of crazy. fucking it up it's fucking more, so, more times more things of thinking of oh what if I'm, what happens if I put my foot there like yeah, instead of going exactly. fuck I know what I'm going to do I've yeah. been you know 100%. 100% so what you're what you need to do so instead of saying like I can't do this or this is how my brain works blah 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 no you're an expert at being in the zone <laughs> you've literally made a living off getting rid of thoughts out of your head and just doing the experience that was in front of you yeah. the thing that was in front of you was you scoring a try for the Broncos or for fucking Queensland yeah, or for whoever yeah. else it was and so now well, well that's that experience like that vessel so that would be the vessel to get you to that state right but in terms of that state if you look at what it is that's just like your experience being 
unencumbered by any of the conversations or external thoughts or anything like yeah. that. So like, okay, you can Things can take you out of there. Exactly. You can have that experience. So that's when you meditate. You're not trying to... Like, if you're trying to not have a thought, that's just yeah. another thought. <laughs> to right? lay on top of it. Exactly. So it's just that the yeah. meditation is you're not going in to do something. There's nothing to do in meditation. You have to do the opposite of doing. You have to stop layering experience forget english forget like gone just be that moment like you said the crowd can be gone like that's why when i when i'm sitting down before work i like to have the window wide open my housemate if he's playing i like to have all of it because i don't want conditions i don't need anything to happen i'm not there to do anything you just sit and then there's like the same thing it's the same thing as getting the ball like it just doesn't matter you yeah. know you you yeah. just you get in there there's no more conversation so that's the zone that you're trying to find and nothing better than being in a zone yeah and that but that's the thing is like so that's why we're all so drawn to these kinds of experiences and you'll spend all day fucking conversating in your head and you're having these thoughts and it's coming and then you're trying to control the thoughts you have and you're trying to control the bad mood you're in you're trying to get in a better mood it's just nothing to do like if you could like next time you're in the fucking in traffic or in a super bad mood or whatever just like have that in your mind like just think about catching the ball that same thing of like everything else goes away you're just purely having the experience also too like there's a thing that i was listening to the other day don't sweat the small stuff mm. two rules the don't sweat the small stuff is one rule two rule second rule is it it's all small stuff yeah yeah fuck that's so true it is like it, it's fucking like just what triggered that off was you saying when you're caught in traffic and some there's a road rage, road mm. rage. Like let him go have an accident, or let her go have that road rage and fucking fuck her day. Yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. I, I that was one thing that I that I've now put into my day is my my wife put me onto don't sweat the small stuff. It was it is it is all small stuff. Yeah. Once I've mastered that, like even now, like I'll get frustrated people in the car, and the only thing that triggered me would be saying they've been stuck in traffic and whatnot. Yeah. Is if someone has a go at me, I'll go, f like, before I fuck off, give it back. I'll be like, yep, yeah, oh, sweet mate, you, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm as happy as shit. I'm as happy as picking shit and twice as dirty. Like, fuck it, <laughs> don't ruin my day. Anyway. Well, mate, we just did three hours. We did three <laughs> We solved the world's problem. Oh, mate. Awesome. I loved it. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. And um, need to get you and Jono back in here. I know Jono's a busy man. Yep. But um, get the boys back in. Thanks, Rones. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back for more Gypsy Tales at some point. Thanks for having me. Peace. Peace. Fucking three hours. Oh, Holy mate. fuck. Actually, my missus would be like,